Hey there. If you would like to support this show and other shows like it and to bring other shows like it into existence, consider going to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Giving us a couple of bucks a month or more if you're feeling generous is a great way to uh, support the work we do and uh, get some cool stuff back in return. Once again, that is patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Consider again that dot. That's here. That's home. That's us. On it, every goombet you love. Every shy guy you know. Every Koopa you've ever heard of. Every cheap cheap whoever was. Lived out their lives. The aggregate of our joy and suffering. Thousands of confident one-up glitches. Speedrun strats and secret exits. Every world within a dream or a storybook. Every entrance pipe and exit pipe. Each animated doll or new arrival princess we're expected to care about. The rivals warped by greed, the brothers twisted by fear. The companions hastily ditched to close one last gap. Every superstar, every King Koopa, every saint and sinner in the history of our species lived here on a moat of dust, suspended around an inconceivably angry sun. The Mushroom Kingdom is a very small stage in a vast cosmic arena. Think of the rivers of health wedges spilled by all those Koopa kids and Goomba kings so that, in glory and triumph, they could become momentary end bosses of a fraction of that dot. Think of the endless cruelties visited by the inhabitants of one food-themed island of this pixel on the scarcely indistinguishable inhabitants of some other island. How frequent their misunderstandings, how eager they are to stomp on one another, how fervent their desire for coins. Our posturings are self-imagined importance. The delusion that we have some privileged position in the universe are challenged by this point of pale light. Our kingdom is a lonely speck in the great enveloping cosmic dark. There is perhaps no better demonstration of the folly of a plumber's conceits than this distant image of our tiny zone. To me, it underscores our responsibility to deal more kindly with one another and preserve and cherish the pale blue dot. The only home we've ever known, and will ever. <sighs> Fuck. All right, scratch that. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro games podcast. Yes, and this week we are talking about Super Mario Galaxy, which is a platformer game developed and published by Nintendo for the Wii in 2007. Yeah, and before you uh, kind of gatekeepy people will come out, that's almost 10 years ago. <laughs> so I know. Like, I know. We know. I know. <laughs> you're uh, older than you it, think. All will soon be dust. Time is meaningless. Older than you've ever been. Now you're even older. <laughs> Now you're even older. God, I hate it when people did that. <laughs> the um, is a, it's a song. 
I know. I hate, <laughs> I hate it when people said that, saying that song. Yeah, it is. Uh, well, you know, it, it's it's a killing song. Mm. The um, yeah. So this is a a platformer game developed mm. and published by Nintendo for the Wii, as we mentioned, two thousand seven. <laughs> um, and this game takes Mario to space, mm. uh, not just to like a space themed land or anything like that, but literally to outer space, the one place that capitalism cannot reach. <laughs> um, and he is searching for power stars. Uh, to light up a comet observatory to rescue uh, Peach from Bowser. Right. Do we mention you should care about Rosalina? Boy, oh uh, boy, you, they, <laughs> you, you had better care about Rosalina or somebody's going to come and break your knees. Yeah, yeah. I, You know what? I kind of, my memory of uh, Rosalina was bad. Yeah. You know, uh, and then I replayed it and like now I think she's kind of charming and okay. Okay. Like I, I watched the little storybook thing and I think it's kind of cute. Um, you know, <laughs> and she's also like, she's kind of... Uh, kind of fleek i don't know if i'm using that word right what <laughs> the, um fleek? her haircut is yeah fleek oh yeah she, was, she was, had, the... yeah well surprised as you are buddy but i think fl- fleek is supposed to be preceded by a preposition of some some kind oh, either, sure. uh, either like, uh, on do... fleek or up fleek yeah she okay she, yeah she's up fleeked yeah she she, she has been up fleeked <laughs> um i think i think she has a nice haircut is what i'm, I'm getting at <laughs> okay so <laughs> yeah. um not the peach doesn't have a good haircut. Like right. I like peach's big faux sideburns. Yeah, there's like a. She, she, <laughs> she's really rocking the yeah, rocking the side like mullet. He's baseball player. <laughs> so much. Yeah. No, I only make a point of this because she is an, she is uh, to my mind a kind of superfluous addition to this. And I remember kind of at the time concurrently with this, uh, there was a lot of like, oh my gosh, her story is so poignant. Oh, it's so sad. It's like, yeah, it's it's not that. Like we're this is on the the weird spectrum of Nintendo doing this to all their properties of adding too much narrative and story. Mm-hmm. Um that kind of continues until eventually Nintendo like just kind of pulled back yeah. more recently. But this had been going on for a little while. Like yeah. this has a longer cutscene than uh Mario Sunshine, you know, which Mario mm-hmm. Super Mario uh, 64 really didn't have one at all. Yeah. So Sunshine gets a cutscene, this gets a longer cutscene, Mario Galaxy 2 gets an even longer cutscene, and mm-hmm. eventually they're like, wait a minute. <laughs> this isn't Zelda. What like, are we, we don't doing? Want to piss on this. Yeah, exactly. Like the <laughs> yes. and, and it's never a good trend. And it's even it's small here. Like you get I think it's like about five minutes or so yeah, before you yeah. actually get to like play in a meaningful way, but um it still kind of stings a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and I know that most of Rosalina's stuff is uh, is is optional in the uh, in, in in the book. It just I remember her taking kind of an outsized role in the uh, kind of external uh, appearance of this game. Oh yeah, they had um little at a uh, Toys R Us when this game came out. I went to like a thing, got a little blind box toy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all these Mario Galaxy toys, and they were great. It was like Mario like jumping around planets and and things like that. And then like you'd open the box and you get like Rosalina. And it's like, who's this stranger? <laughs> yeah. I said, I have one princess and I have one stranger. Yeah. I don't need this. In my life. Wait a minute. It's Rosalina and she's got Gino sitting on her shoulder. That's weird. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And they're riding on the, whoever the bad guy was from super Mario land. <laughs> you mean it's Tatanga? Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Tatanga. It's the et cetera crew. <laughs> um, Oh man! So the big yeah. thing about this game, and kind of the, uh, the 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 idea, the kind of core of this, is that it is a 3D Mario game that is all about fucking around with gravity and making you run around these kind of spherical and irregular planetoids. Yes, yeah. So each each mass has its own kind of gravity and will hold Mario to it, even if that doesn't. You know, it's not a it's not a physics model. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of weird kind of planets that would have their center of gravity like off planet. Uh, <laughs> this is just you know you you're sticky yeah. to things, um, and each level is made up of these different kind of celestial bodies generally. 
right. uh, that have and they're kind of parts of these galaxies that have these different themes. Right. Um, so in a weird way, it is moving more towards the kind of level novelty approach um, <laughs> that the earlier kind of games had. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's more discreet than uh, Sunshine is and even more than, uh, you know, 64, even 64 had the paintings, which kind of served a similar role. Mm-hmm. Um, this is you're going to entire lands that have like different physics, yeah. different world, you know, different universes, things like that. Yeah. These are single biome galaxies. Yes. <laughs> Although not single biome. Like there's a tremendous amount of, amount of variety um, in, 18 in this. Eighteen you know? the, um, <laughs> um And uh, kind of this very uh, smartly, I think, extends into these sections that are kind of contained in 2D, right? Or sections that are uh, concave rather than convex. Like they change up the model of interaction in this very very frequently yes and that's something you can also chart the 3d mario games as kind of moving towards um you know the the more the newer ones that came after this are a little bit more restrained spend a little bit more time kind of controlling you um you know compared to something that's more open 64 this is still kind of has a a foot in both waters Mm -hmm. however um and the you know it works really well for you know the variety and, and actually like uh you know, kind of benefits from it immensely. Um, So this is when you, uh, this is the kind of game where if you completely throw out the desire to be literal uh, with 3D space, um, and instead just make every rule that you are following just kind of be about gameplay and fun. Like the the pure joyousness of Mario. (laughs) Yeah. Is, uh, is is a real focus here. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not actually attached to representing much of anything with the space. It doesn't have to be realistic. And so everything kind of bends around. It's kind of like, what does the designer want the person to kind of have fun doing at that moment to get from place to place? Yes, it's, it's really abstract in the way that um, like bonus levels in Sunshine were. Yeah. You know, like sometimes you're just walking on a shape, <laughs> you know, and it's just it's yeah. a floating shape. That's the shape. Yeah. And um, uh, I think that this is a great way to do a 3D Mario, actually, because, mm-hmm. you know, it just uh, you do not have to, again, be tied to anything. Yes. Yeah. This is I mean, as far as purely 3D Mario games go, uh, this and the second the one after are my favorites. Yes. You know, for sure. As Again, purely 3D. Like you get into the later ones, I kind of like a little bit more, but they're more constrained, as we mentioned. Right. Um, so Nintendo's done a really, really good job of kind of uh, taking these visually confusing arrangements of planets and levels, uh, making them pretty easy to navigate with the analog stick. There are definitely some hiccups there. Um, <laughs> there are some problems with it, but it's kind of amazing that this even exists, really. Right. Because uh, there wasn't anything that was like this before. You know, this is this is this feels revolutionary in a smaller but, you know, the same kind of direction as even something like Mario 64 was mm-hmm. like. The way this kind of the way the camera works, the way it is kind of uh, the way it makes sense more than you would ever think that it would. Right. um, is really impressive. (laughs) The amount of authorship that had to go and the amount of, I think, just like testing and finessing to just kind of make it so that where does the camera need to be? And, you know, it works like 80 percent of the time. Where does the camera need to be so that when you press a direction, you are running in that direction? Or, you know, how do they change, you know, the orientation of, you know, your your kind of model of control to the direction that Mario is facing relative to the camera? Like, mm-hmm. there's, you know, they're, they're constantly shifting that, it feels like, in a way that makes a lot of this stuff feel incredibly authored to me. Yeah, it, it, and it works 90 percent of the time. Like, it's really easy 
And it works. Um, you only really notice it when it doesn't. Right. But the yeah. fact that it's, you know, you're not noticing it means there's no friction. <laughs> what's, with it. Like what's, it just feels right. What's weird is the, 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 the points where it really falls down for me are the points where kind of visually the game is emulating what happened in 64, where it's like here is kind of a middle, compl- a middle composed shot of Mario on kind of like a roughly flat um, kind of kind of area um that uh you don't have an awful lot of direction around like hey here this is free roam and then all of a sudden it feels like it breaks down yeah yeah Yeah. i mean that that stops working for me some of the um strictly spherical planets Mm -hmm. uh if you spend enough time running around them eventually i feel like you can kind of outrun the camera oh yeah um and things start feeling a little bit like looser (laughs) yeah you know the the more you do it like i I just need this to reorient and and start over Mm -hmm. um that lack of grounding and that can it ends up kind of becoming an issue because that's where you do most of your boss fights. <laughs> that's what the bosses are, yeah. Yeah. Like, you, so, you know, the the bosses are quizzes uh, about how much you paid attention to the way movement happens around circles and spheres. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Among among other things. Oh, like, yeah. They do a really great job of um, setting up a, a gameplay element and then testing it in bosses. And that's like, there's some, there's, I'm going to be like, I really love this game. There are some things that I'm going to be negative about it, um, but I, I love it. Like mm-hmm. it is really, really impressive and and really, really fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very, very good indeed. Yes. Um, there's just some, like, you know, playing it, uh, you know, for for the show, like, there are some <laughs> things I noticed that I didn't notice when I first played it. Yeah. That were, you know, irritations. Right. Um, so you're, part of uh, that kind of freedom of movement, part of how that works, is uh, your moveset. Most of which are carryovers from Super Mario 64. There are some definite exceptions. Right. Um, but the biggest exception is your lack of a punch. Um, you now have a spin attack that serves a lot of different purposes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so the, it's worth talking about, though. So this this kind of section of the generality is like, <laughs> how does this game deal with being on a Wii? Right. Um, and it, in one end, it's great. Like, <laughs> right. And that is everything that has to do with pointing the controller, because that's the best thing the Wii mode can do. Right. Like those Resident Evil, you know, Dark Side Chronicles games, like those are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're pointing it. When you're dealing with kind of the accelerometer or dealing with just the fact that it just knows when you're fucking with it, yep. uh, it sucks. Right. And the spin thing you're going to have to do constantly and you have to do a, like a Wiimote waggle. Right. Or like a like like a flick. And uh, just like with any of these motions, it feels like it is tuned in such a way that it is always either um, firing off inadvertently or not quite firing when you want it to. Yeah. It's not nearly as precise. Right. As I want it to be. It reminds me it's of It's not as when... precise as, say, a button. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, it reminds <laughs> me a lot of playing a game that has buttons but playing it on an iOS. Yeah. You know, where it's like, oh, this would be, like, I get, this mo- works most of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I can press this section of the screen and most of the time it works. But every once in a while it just doesn't feel, as, you know, it doesn't work. Yeah. And it never feels as good. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, like, it's so weird, you know, because the Wii is a real weird system. Like... And has a really, really strange control interface. And it's so odd for me that Mario Galaxy nails one of the elements of it so well mm-hmm. and kind of fucks up the other one. Yeah. Because the the waggle is not only imprecise, but it also is fatiguing. Yeah. And like, I mean, it, not in like, oh, my wrist is so <laughs> oh, tired. I'm weak. You know, my family is dying. <laughs> yeah. You know, but in this way that just like, I'm just sick of doing this. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's a lot of motion for a little result. Yeah. Something that I'm used to just literally being, you know, yeah. I, I millimeter of of my thumb yeah and and, you know just like this is something that you can immediately and reliably call up um Mm -hmm. you know whenever whenever you need to and i think that 
this is, I think Mario is kind of a victim of the fact that it came out, you know, within one year of the system's launch. You know, I think that Mar- Nintendo- Mario is certainly a victim. I don't know if you know what happened to Pipefitter's local 451, but <laughs> yeah. he really got steamrolled. They, 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 they were they were just fighting for more vacation time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like some, somebody's got to do them pipes. He's been a generation generations yeah. of people. Um, but um, I'm just picturing Wario as management. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> um, but no, no. But like, just to, like this 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 game in particular feels like it is a victim of of Nintendo's kind of early mindset of we need to use every part of the Buffalo that we created in order to set an example for everybody else, notwithstanding the fact that this probably wasn't the best idea. If galaxy came out, you know, a year or two later, I think that they would have been much more comfortable um, just kind of saying, Hey, waggle is kind of not a thing. Let's let, let, let's do this. I think that like, this is very much like fad pressure almost that made that made them do this or make it optional. Yeah. You know, like, like make it so like you can do it, but then you can also map it to like the Z button or something like that. Yeah. You know, um, and that's one of my least favorite things about Nintendo when they come up with these new interfaces, mm-hmm. you know, is just kind of shoehorning and nobody likes it and no one has ever liked it. <laughs> like everyone always complains about this, but it still ends up being a thing. Right. You know, it's, it's kind of, kind of incredible. Yeah. For every um, uh, Metro Prime Hunter, for every uh, uh, canvas curse, you get a Metro Prime Hunters, you know, it's yeah. like, what made you think this was a good idea? It's uh, it's not. Um, <laughs> so the spin helps with fighting enemies because it's harder to jump on things. Right. Um, that goes for enemies and platforms. Like three D platforming, I think, is harder than you know two D platforming. Yep. Especially um, especially when gravity doesn't work in a predictable and consistent way. Yeah. Uh. Like you do a lot of jumping with, with you know some, and they, again they do a great job of it. But it's not the platforming is not as like tight and precise as I really want it here mm-hmm. um in a lot of the the spaces and that makes jumping on enemies kind of difficult so that is one of the reasons why you have the spin right. um because it's it's pretty generous and uh and will hit things next to you pretty easily yeah um so we mentioned the uh the the, the pointing um aspect of this and that is that is great so you have like a little uh, cursor um that you can fire star bits from or at in order to stun enemies and you can also use this cursor to pick up these star bits and also kind of like interact with a couple of the uh set piece kind of things to uh Mm -hmm. you know drag mario around or just like if you need to have some kind of like external locus of control for mario like blowing him around in a bubble or something like that this all happens via the cursor yeah and the cursor is great yeah like this this works and it makes intuitive sense like the star bits fulfill tons of duty Mm mm-hmm um, you know, they are, uh, ammo, you know, you can send enemies, like you said, they also kind of function as coins. Yeah. They unlock new levels. Uh, if you collect them, like they're the collectible that makes sense right? in this game, you know, coins are still around, but coins have now become, um, like a healing item. Right. Weirdly enough. Like that's why you'd collect coins. Um, <laughs> it's very strange. Yeah. It also scores um, you based on coins. Like you, it, yeah. will, it will give you a record for how many you've collected. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, the, the actual pointer stuff I think is really, really strong. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, so this new perspective, the gravity, um, this kind of variety led to a couple of new Mario suits, uh, that have a vertical element right. to them. Um, uh, be Mario and boo Mario. <laughs> um, and we'll talk about those when they show up because they get really, really great levels to showcase their utility. Yes, they do. Um, before we move on from the, uh, too far from the cursor thing, have you ever played, uh, have you ever played this game two player? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. play this with my my ex wife. I'll thank you not to bring it up. No, Sorry, just kidding. No, just, <laughs> I can edit that out if you want. And, no, I, I was just kidding. Um, yeah, it is it is fun to play two player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, just the second all, the second person controls the cursor, and you can also like boost jumps and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, you do a two player jump. It's also um, 
even playing just one player before we get off the cursor, mm-hmm. it is fun to uh, kind of multitask mm-hmm. when you're doing it. Like run around, do things with Mario, but then also kind of grab some stuff on the side. Like it works surprisingly well. Yeah. You can be doing two things at once. <laughs> well, um, they, they, they design around that because you spend, you know, a, a non-trivial, a non-trivial amount of time in this game flying between planets. And they almost always yeah. have like Galaga runs of these star bits that you can, you know, wave around and collect and, you know, try and, and, and gather they, all of them. They have to, because otherwise those things would get so bad. Yeah. Like it's already not my favorite thing. Like, <laughs> the amount of like non-interactive, just kind of flying to and from <laughs> galaxies. Yeah. Um, but the, if you didn't, if you didn't have something to do during that, like it is useful, mm-hmm. you know. So the the Starbits fulfill like a thousand different roles. It's a game design triumph. Yep. Like Starbits are so good. Yep. And apparently so. tasty as well. Oh, <laughs> they're so goddamn tasty, man! Just you know, that that feeling when you get tasty Starbits. <laughs> Fill me up with exact change, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> So this is uh this is the <laughs> galaxy is a lot more linear than 64 or sunshine were um you know in mm-hmm. those you would you know fire up a level and it would uh kind of give you a rough mission and you could kind of go around um in a little bit of a Tony Hawk style uh kind of thing um and uh just kind of see where a star was whereas this you actually pick the star you're aiming for and the the level kind of reconfigures around that so you're yeah. repeating these levels in order to kind of like juice them of all of their power stars um but it is very much kind of a guided experience and then sometimes when you're going to different stars you'll actually just go to different parts of that level mm-hmm. yeah. you know that you wouldn't see before and there's also it should be noted like there's some of that in mario 64 as well like you'll yeah. go for one power star and it spawns the boss mm-hmm. um i really wish they would do if they were going to ever do a mario game in this style which i don't think they will um let me collect multiple power stars on one run mm-hmm. you know rather than making me go like do the load screen do the big animation of finding the star go back to the galaxy fl- just let me you know make it like tony hawk like yeah. old tony hawks i think that would be really cool um you wouldn't be able to have that kind of that reconfiguration right. element quite as strong, but I would. It would be a really ease of use thing for me. Yeah, it would feel more efficient because you do spend as much as this game is really great. You do spend a lot of this game kind of waiting for load screens and that are unnecessary. Like the world is right there. You know, like <laughs> sometimes two stars exist. You can actually break sequence. Yeah, and go grab one star or another. It's pretty rare, but it happens. Specifically, with like even with like the the secret ones. Whenever I got yeah. a secret star, I'd be like, okay, fine. But now I have to go do the exact now, same run again. <laughs> don't make me go back. Like it's yeah. just, it's really it's a really bad decision. Yeah, um, I dislike it. And this is like the it's not the year of this because it's something that comes up all the time on Bonfire Side Chat too. But like questioning the value of a hub world. Mm-hmm. You know, like it it's it's obviously it has a lot of strengths, but if it's not accomplishing that feeling of safety and security and like, you know, pacing that you want it to, then just like, you know, get, get rid of it. Yeah. You know, if, if it's not doing that, like, you know, it's same thing. Like I would still enjoy Firelink, uh, new Firelink If I could level up at bonfires, mm-hmm. you know, I would still enjoy the galaxy, uh, that you get to fly around in the kind of, uh, the meteor mm-hmm. or whatever that you're yeah. on. If um, I could if just I could... warp between the different domes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Or or if I get multiple stars on a run, mm-hmm. I'd still go back every once in a while, but let me do it on my own. You know, don't try to enforce relaxation. Yeah. You know, force relaxation isn't really a thing. <laughs> it's mandatory. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, yeah, yeah. The, so those domes, that's a, that's a big thing. Right. Um, here. Yeah. The different galaxies are kind of arrayed um, by these, I think five domes, it ends up being five or six that are kind of spread around this 
um, uh, observatory, this comet observatory where uh, Rosalina acts as a surrogate mother for these uh, for these lumas, these stars that are kind of like in the making, right? They're so chubby. Like, they're real cuties. <laughs> yeah. I oh. like this addition to the Mario mythos. Me too. Like the, the, the <laughs> just, just like the weird little Homsar version of the stars we've always seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then just the, like, the ones that you feed that transform into stars. Like, that's like one of my favorite, like, cutest things that happens <laughs> they're, they're in Mario. They're little banners. They're just so excited yeah. to be fed. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, uh, yeah, and then they transform. I don't know if it hurts. I don't <laughs> I mean, what, they, what they, they, they scream and, and, you know, because there's no VO, I can't tell if it's an agony or triumph. <laughs> yeah, it could literally be just like a blood curdling <laughs> roar. Yeah, it could be like teen wolfing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it just and they're just screaming to cover over like the cracking of bones and yep. dissolving of organs that turn them into a galaxy. Yeah, you know, you, you know the worst part, the knees when the knees snap backward. It seems it's very yeah, it's really get you, <laughs> get you. Um, so these different domes lead to they're kind of like worlds in, uh, or you know, even grander than that. Like there's kind of three levels of uh, kind of organization to this <laughs> um, that leads that linearity. So those are gated. You know, getting to the end of one of these worlds is gated by a number of stars. Um, you eventually need 60 stars to see the ending, but there are 121, 128, 121. Uh, there's I think 121. 120, there's... yeah. Yeah. There, there's a lot There's a lot more stars than you need to actually get. And this mm. game actually does a really fantastic job of providing you with as much content as you really want. Right. Like, this is almost a perpetual game. This is very <laughs> big for a Mario game. Yeah. Um, because you, uh, not only can you get all the stars, but afterwards it unlocks Luigi, who you can play as, who plays very differently. Right. Uh, He's got the, the, the similarly, uh, kind of like floaty jump, like he had in Lost Levels. Yeah. 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 Um, so there is like, I think I finished with about like 95 stars or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. but that was, that was just because I was kind of following my nose around these places to, uh, to get as much of the content as I, as I could to, uh, to cover on the show here. Um, as you go, we kind of alluded to this, you know, you unlock um, these storybook chapters uh, telling the tale of Rosalina, this uh, young girl who um, kind of ran away from home inadvertently and found a new family in these star bits. Yeah, these uh, these Lumas. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's very uh, like kind of painterly and beautiful. Yeah. Like it's a children's book, mm-hmm. you know, but it's it's a really nice children's book. Yeah, it's like a nice uh, kind of like pastel kind of look to it. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. It was, it's the stars I got less than you did, um, you know, but I've 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 never done a, a, a completest run of this. I, that doesn't sound right. But it is uh, I definitely there are levels that were that are in this game that I did not play. Right. So I can talk about beating and stuff, but that's you know, there's some side stuff I didn't do just as a you know disclosure in case anybody wants to call me out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah. So this the idea for this game, you know, uh, as you mentioned, is make this very accessible for the entire family. Uh, right. So everyone could be entertained, like both playing it and then also watching it. Yeah. It has, uh, which uh, I think is successful. Yeah, it has like six, uh, and, and, like to that family idea, it has six save slots on it, actually. So yes. like the idea that people would be, you know, would watch it and then go and make progress on their own. Um, the idea of having this kind of, you know, kind of glorified specta- uh, spectator mode with a co-op partner kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I can't imagine um, my my mom or my, grand- my my grandparents being able to understand the way the camera goes. Like I got dizzy looking at it i think yeah. that it, it might be a little bit of like one foot in one one foot out kind of thing but uh but i can definitely see it yeah they, they definitely try it depends on you know this is i it'd be hard for me to imagine a grandma yeah you know doing it but like this is something that like it's pretty approachable i guess is the point yeah 
Oh, so you're no. telling me Nintendo went to space? Yes. I'm sorry, Grandma. <laughs> yeah. His name's Mario, not Nintendo. Did you just actually me, son? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Consider the gender dynamics. <laughs> just because I'm older than you doesn't mean I've lost value. Like, many people think that old women lose their value when they lose their sexuality, grandson. <laughs> However, it's not the case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, let's see here. Uh, okay. So the idea for this actually kind of the kernel for it began like way back in the GameCube days. Um, do you remember the Super Mario 128 tech demo? I've never seen oh, yeah. the video, but like it was reported on breathlessly in uh, like GamePro and EGM as like, this is the next evolution. Um, yes. but yeah, Super Mario went oh, good. I was going to say this was, uh, for people who have not seen it, it's a disc kind of floating in space with uh, 128 little Marios mm-hmm. on it that you kind of control. Um, they're kind of shades of, I haven't seen this underlined really, but it also reminds me of a little Pikmin style mm-hmm. DNA uh, to that. Yeah. Um, so but, that could have been you know part of that as well. Yeah. Around this time, they also patented the name Mario Net or Marionette, um, hmm. thinking as uh, making people think that they were going to do like an online uh, Mario okay. with uh you know, for the for, for the GameCube, but all of this was kind of in a kind of like a fertile time for them as they were kind of getting off of the limitations of the N64 and then going to GameCube where things seemed kind of limitless. Strangely enough, this is the game that logically followed Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. Sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. When Miyamoto looked at what they hath wrought and said, we should probably go back to Mario. <laughs> yeah, it's um. so it's interesting. I was actually reading about the the story with the the devs of this the people who made this and it's mm-hmm. not it's not quite uh like that I, they um after Jungle Beat mm-hmm. um they approached you know Miyamoto and said like hey we'd like to take a stab at a Mario game mm-hmm. um and he was not as involved with it as I thought no um, no he just like kind of consulted I forget the yeah, name of the actual director who was behind this I was obviously being being flipped with the way I put that. oh sure yeah yeah it, it's not but it's it's kind of interesting the way that like you know just the the dangers of auteur theory mm-hmm. you know in game creation like. Miyamoto had had Miyamoto had things to do with this. Specifically, um, used to be able to uh, spin continuously if you kept waggling, mm-hmm. and he kind of gave it the refractory period yeah. that it has. Um, but uh, one of the interesting things about this, um, about that that play, is like one, um, it came from them like not being satisfied with Donkey Kong Jungle Beat, mm-hmm. which is very strange. Like, oh, that's not a very good 3D game. And I, was like, well, <laughs> I agree, but like, what a weird, you know. Okay, uh, but the other thing that I saw when I was kind of reading up on this, um, I don't know if you saw this as well. But the name uh, Super Mario Galaxy was originally appeared in like a Nintendo Power. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see that? Like the like, kid who wrote in making the joke about it. Yep. And then like it's kind of what a weird thing if you were that kid. <laughs> like not like not weird like oh you're here for my lawyers, but just kind of like oh that that's really strange. Uh, yeah, but yeah. in a way it makes sense. You know, Super Mario World, like Super Mario Solar System, Super Mario Space, like Galaxy. You know, yeah. th- this may be hindsight twenty twenty, but um, like that that it feels you know not predictable but within reason. Yeah, yeah, goes from land. I, that's why I want to get like because we have those marching minis, but let's go down into like inner space, <laughs> like Super Mario Atom, <laughs> Super Mario Microbiome. Yeah, yeah, that's what I want. Uh, we already have Bowser's Inside Story. Fuck, that's that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, so interestingly uh, about the music in this, which is uniformly really really good, um, it is the first Mario game to have music uh, composed and performed by a fifty piece orchestra. Like this mm-hmm. is actual recorded uh, music that is going on. Well, the the cool thing, one of the things I like about it is that it's an orchestra, but it's also um, super restrained. Yep. 
So there's like definite like weird synthesizers and stuff that happen in here too. Like it's mm-hmm. it's a full toolbox. It's not you know it's not, it's maybe not we just, have an orchestra. It's not Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> exactly. Like everything needs to be 100% bombast because we have an mm-hmm. orchestra. Yeah. You know, um, it, it does. It's it's a wide palette of sounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I like the music a lot too. Even though I find like it's hard for me to. It's not very memorable to me. Yeah. Like I like it in the actual level, and then I don't walk away humming it very often yeah. the stuff that sticks out to me and again because this is fan service but um just the the, the arrangements of familiar tunes yeah um that are kind of put in there i think uh I, I think work very very well any of the kind of just production music that they've layered over top of some of these i agree it is mostly textural which is fine it, it serves its, it's purpose, so good but like, yeah. yeah it still suits the mood of the level very well but it doesn't have that kind of like earworm quality yeah you know that i i look for in a in a soundtrack yeah. Um, but it's still very good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a direct sequel to this, uh, Super Mario Galaxy 2, that came out in 2010. Um, that's different in a bunch of ways. Uh, it's more difficult. It is more discrete levels. Like, yeah. it just has an overworld map, which is what they would choose to do with Mario 3D Land and 3D World Yeah. Uh, moving forward. Yep. And um, I'm comfortable with that. I love it. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm way more into it. Like, it is... Uh, I just want these as stages. Like, there's little bits of, you know, exploration in this game, and I value that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm... Like my favorite 3D Mario game is uh, 3D World. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's I can't think of another series where like my favorite <laughs> one is the most recent entry. Right. Um, but I, I just I feel like they've kind of perfected it. Like, hey, here's a here's a concept for a level. Mm-hmm. Here here's it's demonstrated safety safely. Here now you get to try to execute on it. Mm-hmm. You know, in safety. Here now you actually now it's dangerous. Here's a final test for that concept. Yeah. It's so pure. Mm-hmm. Um. Whereas this, we end up with a little bit more of that kind of like waiting and stuff. Like I, I don't go to these games for, for that story bits, and I don't go for it, you know, for these uh these kind of quiet moments. I really just want that kind of pure gameplay, and like, the newer entries in the series do that yeah. really well for me. Yeah, um, and we haven't really had like a full scale 3D Mario like this, you know, no, 3, 3D, no, they, 3D World I, kind of has history. that diorama kind of thing. Good. This is history vindicating me. Yep. <laughs> this is me being like, yeah, three D, three D platformers aren't that great. And then Nintendo, Nintendo, Cole, agreeing with me. <laughs> Miyazaki-san agreeing with me. I know. <laughs> it's a completely different company, Gary. I, I know. I wasn't being racist. I was making a joke about <laughs> yeah. auteur theory. Okay. Um, but like, yeah, it is. Uh, I like. I just think they're better games when they scale that stuff back. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is. It is true that, and and some people really bemoan that. You know, and and mm-hmm. like, I'm not super crazy about the new super mario brothers series which is their actual like all the way down to uh to side scroller so perhaps mm-hmm. the, the the ken levine golden mean is is correct in this case <laughs> yeah. and the truth is somewhere well, in the middle and and that that somewhere in the middle would totally be 3d land and 3d world yeah weirdly enough like if you if you just kind of split the difference between them um man have you played uh just this this is just kind of off the wall you played captain toad yet uh no i played all the bonus levels mm. of it, but i haven't picked it up and it's really it's like the only nintendo game that's cheap i don't know why i haven't yeah. gotten it yet. <laughs> yeah it's gotten real cheap i got it when it dropped down to like 30 bucks and uh it mm. is it is delightful yeah i love those segments yeah in uh in 3d world i'm gonna probably end up play replaying 3d world at some point which i, I haven't <laughs> played it that long ago i just love it so much yeah well you're uh you're you're, you're you can play with with houseboys now Oh, that's true. I can get them houseboys on it. Yeah. We can we can put the new houseboy to the test. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have the old scores up on the board. Yeah. Listen, Aaron Nesbitt. <laughs> we can compare. You got some mighty big shorts to fill. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, 
Anyway, uh, tell us a little bit about the plot, Cole. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's there's ba- basically none. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, there, there's just the setup where, guess what? There's a festival for a comet that's coming close to the Mushroom Kingdom. Mario goes, but before he can arrive at the castle, uh-oh, Bowser has come with his fleet and is firing on the innocent people and has kind of not just kidnapped Peach, but actually taken the entire castle um, in a move pretty much lifted even from, uh, you know, Super Mario RPG, Paper Mario, any of these. But uh, mm-hmm. he has kind of like flown off and we get this uh, Mar- Mario tags along and ends up being rescued uh, by this uh, by this comet observatory and kind of introduced to the galactic scale that uh, that uh, Bowser is attempting to conquer by going to the center of the universe. Yes. Yeah. Living living in the Mushroom Kingdom, like it would suck to have all these Bowser attacks, you know, <laughs> because people definitely die from these. But oh, yeah. the um, the fact that they're always holding festivals and parties <laughs> and stuff, there's probably a relation between those two things. Oh, yeah. We like, have they're, to... they're just trying to keep the bread and circuses, you know? Yeah, we have to celebrate while we're here, you know? Yeah, because soon we will be dead. Yeah, every party is like, a funeral, man. <laughs> yeah, in the, in the Mushroom Kingdom. Yep. That's probably true. Um, so yeah, that's you, like uh, a New Orleans kind of funeral, you know? You get a little bit of Dixieland jazz. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Into that. It's fine. I like it. Um, <laughs> so you get to, you end up on this like little miniature tutorial planet here where like, honestly, the game could have started here. Um, <laughs> where you, uh, this is your safe space to move around. Right. Um, you know, and uh, there are these star bunny creatures that show up um, and they are teaching you how to run around on a planet. Right. Like, hey, chase me around. Um, and that's going to show you what this looks like. Um, you can't spin at this point. Um, mm-hmm. Eventually, Rosalina shows up and gives you a Luma, which is actually the ability that you have to spin. That's the narrative reason for why there's a refractory period. <laughs> yeah, um, like your Luma gets tired. Yeah. Um, so it's, it, a, it, uh, it's a real subtle visual cue because the Luma lives under your hat adorably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's a, it's kind of like a little flash when you're ready to go. Yes. Um, yeah, so you can, you have your spin move and you're introduced to, uh, the way this game handles falling, um, in a game where there's gravity like this, uh, you'd always be falling down to earth, but you know, there's no bottomless pits, bottomless pits, you know, don't make sense in real life. So the way (laughs) there are bottomless pits, but you just pop out on the other side of the planet. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, and there are elements where things like that will kind of happen here, you know, something similar to that, Mm -hmm. usually through, through pipes or through, uh, like a ground pound, but Mm -hmm. Here, the way they uh, indicate falling is going to be a big deal is with uh, black holes. Yeah, these kind of frightening-looking, voracious, throbbing black holes that are definitely yes. just have a kind of like when you fall into it, like Mario spaghettifies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely uh, is torn apart and knows misery like no, <laughs> well, no as, as, as you get closer, time dilates even further. So it technically is an eternity as you die. Eternity of hell. Yep. Uh, every time you've thrown Mario into one of these black holes. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, (laughs) I have a Noah mustache, and I must not scream. uh... (laughs) Yeah. So, but uh, these are almost always uh, kind of like put up um, kind of very tactically on the part of the designers. Like, okay, we want to punish you with death if you you fuck up at this point. Um, And we're going to put these in a place where, you know, it will suck you in if you don't make a jump. Yeah, I like how I actually like how these are indicated better than I like bottomless pits. Oh yeah, uh, because they're just in the background. Like you can almost they're always visually right there. It mm-hmm. signals right from the beginning of the level, like hey, this is a hazard. <laughs> um, speaking of like you know when you fuck up in lives and stuff, this game takes place in a really weird kind of in between. You know, even the new ones are like this too. But like, you know, lives don't make a lot of sense. Death doesn't make a lot of sense. And this is one of the first games like where I really felt it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure it was a thing before this. 
Um, but this was one of the first times I noticed it. Right. Like, oh, why do I want extra lives? And <laughs> why does it matter if I die? Like, this is a game. Like, it doesn't, you know. And there's still that kind of um, Pavlovian value to get, like getting an extra life. Yeah. But there's very little reason to actually seek them out. Like, this uh, something that, like, I think one of the things that the, the New Super Mario Brothers games did, um, specifically the second one, is do something to actually, uh, to really lean into that just kind of audiovisual Pavlovian reward. Yeah, the second one's things. all about coins, right? Yeah. And it's it's about like, I mean, you, you have this goal to gain a million coins, but also just that coin sound found, sounds really good. <laughs> um, and they lean into that in a way that I think solves this problem better than any modern Mario has. Yeah. Because this game has a heart, like a reward problem. Right. You know, it's difficult to incentivize going into out-of-way spaces when I'm not going to get anything I need there. Yeah. Um, they do a little bit with star bits because that can unlock extra levels, but coins don't do it and extra lives don't do it. Yeah. With a, and power-ups are not permanent. Power-ups <laughs> are temporary stage things. Right. Um, or, yeah. yeah, or just even like a couple of different different interactions and then they're gone. Yeah. Um, you know, with, with, with some of them. What they, uh, one of the big things I think they lose by uh, kind of having extra lives be a little bit meaningless kind of just because you're always tripping over them. Like every 50 star bits, you get a new extra life. Like you're never really strapped up for them is they actually lose something they can put in a dangerous place to kind of give you that risk reward oh yeah for where you're gonna they still go do like, it yeah like they, there's just no <laughs> like, reason to go do there's just no reason to go over there and right. especially star bits are more valuable than coins i can grab star bits without actually putting myself in danger right you know it's 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 really weird like it's yeah. it's kind of inelegant yeah in that respect yeah it's just like they've they've lost the ability to make the player you know kind of consciously make a mistake yeah there's a kind of um there's a a version of that that they do um where enemies will drop different uh rewards depending on how you kill them Mm -hmm. so when you were talking about them you know make it them recognizing it's hard to jump on things in 3d space like that's true if you jump on an enemy though it's more likely to give you a coin right um so if you're hurt you have to do this risky thing Mm mm-hmm I think I, I saw that first. I didn't notice that when I first played it, but uh, Matthew Matosis has a video mm-hmm. uh, on the series. I saw that on, and, and I was like, oh, that's exactly what happens. Like, why am mm-hmm. I not getting coins? I'm just getting star bits. <laughs> it's because I'm spinning right. to, to hurt things. So there's a little bit of that risk reward, a little bit of doing something dangerous to mm-hmm. get something yeah. if you need it. And I've done dangerous things to get coins in this game because I need to fill up for a boss or whatever. Yeah. But it's it's way de-emphasized. Yeah. That's another thing they did in this to actually like kind of offset some of the uh, – um, concerns that it would be too easy they took the life bar down from eight wedges in your trivial trivial pursuit pie to Mm -hmm. uh to three so you only have three hits until you're dead and so you are kind of you know kind of constantly teetering on the edge of like one bad run putting you in a in that sorry state where it's like uh uh, mario ate too many spare ribs yeah (laughs) it doesn't look like he's hurt he just looks really drowsy (laughs) yeah like you had a bad a bad whaler sandwich bk whaler (laughs) the um there's also a then that you can see them kind of like overcorrect the or not overcorrect but kind of correct the other way with the power up mm-hmm. that gives you six life points, which is the only power up that's worth a damn that mm-hmm. is optional. Right. You know, um, all the other power ups like you actually need them to complete it. It's not really a power up; it's just a new gameplay mode. Right. Um. So it's it's just kind of like there is some inelegance to this game that is really really well designed. Um. So you kind of do this little this thing here. You're introduced to star fragments. Um. Shooting the stars, star launchers. Um, which are little orange stars that you waggle in that shoot you to new planets. <laughs> right. Um, and you have to shut down this like kind of gigantic factory ball that is sapping energy from this great star. Right. 
Um, and doing that actually gives you the hub world, the Comet Observatory. Right. You've kind of brought the base systems back online. Yes. Um, and what's funny about this hub world, like you have these little Lumas running around. They're basically kids. But you also have the like the toads who have followed. Um, and throughout this, the entire game is kind of like littered with these expeditionary uh, forces that are led by toads with their little uh, crashed rocket ships and stuff. The toad subplot of the Mario games is really fantastic. I love it. <laughs> like just like those little guys, like one, like they are super cute and they always mm-hmm. work for me. Uh, two, it just happening in the periphery is a weird kind of rare example of something being subtle uh, in these games. Like that's a little bit of like optional storytelling as opposed to beating me over the head with something. Yeah. You know, uh, I really dig it. Yeah. Um, but the real important thing here is that the first dome has kind of come online and this is the one that represents the terrace. I don't understand um, how an entire terrace fits inside of this. It's really just an observatory where there is a cute little black Luma who will um, kind of like put you into the star map and then you can go and choose it. Yeah. Um, it should be noted uh, too, that this, uh, this hub world has a lot of like little flavor dialogue and a couple of little secrets. There are extra lives hidden throughout. Yeah. Um, there's little things you can do here. Um, I don't think we're going to focus on that a whole lot. No. Um, mostly because it's kind of cute and charming, but it doesn't, you know, it's a lot of work for like just a couple lines of dialogue. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, at least that was that was my take on it, where it's like, I, do, I really just want to get back to the game. Like, I'm playing yeah. a Mario game. Please let me get back to the actual levels. I think even just calling it out and saying that it does have those little moments of personality that do reward you for kind of like going around. Uh, I think it's fine. I don't know that it's uh, it doesn't kind of stack up to the uh, castle in 64 is my mm. is my big thing. That, that's my that's my yardstick for these. Yeah. And the castle didn't have a lot of like people. It was just kind of fun to explore. Right. This is more of an abstract space. Mm hmm. Um, you know, there, and it's also kind of more of a pain in the dick to explore. <laughs> right. Um, just getting to some of the, the areas is kind of like annoying. It's not hard. You just have to do it over and over again. Right. Um, which is, you know, is, can be uh, kind of frustrating. Yeah. It says less about like, Hey, we're going to go and put this over here. I think that in testing, they probably found that people were kind of gravitated toward, toward that or like figured out how to get there. And they said, okay, well, let's put something there. Yeah. Is, if I, if I had to take a guess, I think that's how that how that probably shakes out. Yeah. We'd much rather just be able to opt out. Yeah. Um, so we get our, uh, or like largely opt out like they do in uh, Mario galaxy two, which like <laughs> Mario galaxy two has a fun hub world. You're mm-hmm. flying around a gigantic planet shaped like Mario's head. Yep. <laughs> um, but it's just, you can also just select levels. The hubris, you know, Gary, the hubris. It's, it's pretty great. It's like how the turtles always drove around with a motorcycle with their face on the front. Like, <laughs> well, no, that was, that was like camouflage. People are like, ah, shoot them. And they would shoot the motorcycle instead of their yeah, head. It's a giant turtle. And then it would be fine because their motorcycle just got shot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, uh, so we're introduced to our green hill zone here. Uh, the good egg galaxy. which is our, our chill kind of uh, one, one. Right. Um, and so this actually begins with a boss kind of a uh, kind of thing, because we have a, a few kind of standard small planetoids, but then it dumps us right away into a fight against this dino piranha, whose name I didn't note or write down. Yeah. I, I, uh, <laughs> I don't do not remember it um, as well. This does kind of like serve as a thesis that like bosses are going to be important in this game. Yes. Um, you know, and like we, we were kind of talking about them earlier, how many there were, and it kind of sounded a little bit dismissive. No, I no. like a lot of them. Like, I think the bosses are actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, this one, uh, included. Yeah. And it's not until the very, very end that they start repeating themselves in a way that feels not very satisfying to me. Yeah. 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 There's in fact that, that actually goes for not just bosses, but also level things. Yeah. There's a lot of, um, 
you know, attempts and probably successful attempts at economy by reusing levels with just little tweaks that recontextualize them um, that are going to be there for for somebody who wants them. But um, when they be actually become kind of part of the critical path, you know, it becomes part of a boss fight rather than just like a comet, which we'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk about those prankster comets. Yeah. Um, but when it becomes part of the actual like an actual level, it kind of bums me out a little bit. Because yeah. I don't, I don't really want to do the same thing I did before, which is an additional challenge constraint. Yeah, you know, didn't didn't you go to the future and learn anything from the second half of Metal Gear Solid Five? <laughs> like I just, I, I don't want to I mean, do that. I think it's like the least we could ask of this game that came out a decade earlier. Yeah, <laughs> didn't you? Or Metal Gear Solid Five? Didn't you learn anything from Mario Galaxy? <laughs> there we go. Like I, I don't want to just do the same thing I did, but God. with a time constraint. God, like that's never fun for me. I'm beginning to think Miyazaki isn't even paying attention. Yeah, I know. What is Hideo Miyazaki even doing? Um, again, joke about Arturism, not about how Japanese people are the same. Yep. What, 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 what is what is uh, Miyazaki Spectre even thinking? Yep. Oh, man. Um, but um, this gets us into the boss fight right away. And uh, this is a uh, the Dino Piranha. Uh, I love the way that you kind of uh, wake him up because you, uh, through the course of flying majestically, tripping the light fantastic, you smash into this egg. Um, thus, I think, prematurely hatching this monstrosity. Oh, that's um, dark. <laughs> but, like, I mean, he sees ambulatory. He's gonna, he would he would have been fine if you didn't kill him. Um <laughs> But, this is not yeah his final like he was going to evolve and, and right. have more organs and stuff but yeah this is this is boo before it becomes majin boo mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that's that's a thing um but um, <laughs> i don't even know just just hit yourself in the arm for me please okay um, <laughs> <laughs> see the thing is like uh, if i'm gonna do the crime or if i'm gonna do the time i might as well do the do the crime i don't even know if that was correct i think i just literally you said final form and i immediately went to dragon ball yeah well, that's, I mean, that is what I was referencing. Yeah. Um, so this this fight. Yeah. Um, so it involves kind of running around a planet, like teaching you, again, just really emphasizing that. I'm um, trying to get behind it uh, so you can knock its tail. I'm knocking on its head. And this is a preview of every Bowser boss fight that you're going to do tons right. of. Uh, but you end up doing this, essentially. Yeah. Uh, a, a great little design touch on this, because you are going to be kind of outrunning the camera um, as you are trying to outrun this uh this big boss this dinosaur piranha guy um it will actually show you your position on the opposite side of the sphere with a little shadow so mm-hmm. even though you can't always see the uh the piranha because like it, like it is a legit trade-off of who you should be able to see and focus on um and because this is such a small kind of planet you're probably not going to be able to see both of them them putting that concession in actually does help uh, with yeah navigation not just here but kind of everywhere Again, like works better than you might expect. Yeah. You know, it's not perfect. Like there are times, I mean, this is still pretty easy. There are times when it becomes more bullet helly, especially mm-hmm. near the, especially in the last Bowser fight, really, oh, yeah. um, where it kind of becomes inadequate to me. Yeah. You know, like, I, man, would I rather have a more omniscient viewpoint of this? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like, can I get a Mercator can... projection of what's going yeah. on? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, totally. Like, <laughs> that, or just like a straight up overhead view of this would be fine. Um, <laughs> Like, especially if I'm dodging, like, those kind of, you know, because fireballs will come from off camera and hit you Yeah. Uh, in this without you knowing they're there. Mm-hmm. Like, that will happen in this game. Um, and that's purely a function of it being a 3D game yeah. uh, and being in, in spheres. Yep, it'll just, stuff is going to round the bend universally. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Um, 
<laughs> the second one here, it introduces the idea of feeding these hungry lumas. So there are hungry lumas that you can get um, in the hub world, where, which will open up kind of these trial kind of things. But within a level, these kind of act like gates where they will spawn and give you access to other content or the rest of the level if you have been fastidious about gathering enough star bits um, yes. to um, shoot like a fire hose into their open and waiting maw. I, I love that so much. It's like one of my favorite things. Like just fill me up with tasty star bits and then just like like the the you know the sounds and the kind of kinesthetics of that mm-hmm. function. And then that cute little like noise they make when they say transform. Um that kind of sounds like like a dog trying to talk like a human. <laughs> you know, like it's not quite the word transform, but you can kind of hear it if you strain. Yeah. Um I really I really love it. I'll, I'll see if I can find it to put in here. <laughs> It's it's real good. I was trying to find even just an image of it because I, ever since I started playing this like a long time ago, I was like, I'm gonna you know what you're, you're just sitting around and you're like I'm gonna tweet a picture of one of these lumas and say me when I get enough tasty star bits. <laughs> it's, not, it's not really a joke. I just like think it's no. kind of cute. And yeah, this will give me a little social media traction. Oh yeah, um, and, and I just couldn't find like a good image for it. Mm-hmm. It was really surprising. So. Yeah. So you had to go to my deviant art. Yep, that's right. Exactly. I'm running a racket. Any other place that does that, I take it down. It's mine. It's all what, mine. What do you think a Starbit tastes like? Uh, they actually say it tastes like a um, like marzipan or something like that. Like a, it's very Ugh. sweet. Marzipan. They. I don't know if it's marzipan. They cite a specific confection that it tastes like in the story. Book. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure they said it tasted warm at some point, but I, I don't. <laughs> no, I think I think that's in there. I, I can't remember, but. Um, they look like rock candy. Yeah. So that's, that's, you know, that's what I, I think they are. And that's, that's too much for me. I don't want, don't fill me up with TC star bits in that case. <laughs> it's too much. Yeah. I need some like onion and pepper flavored ones in there to like yep. balance it out. Uh, do you have any smoky barbecue? <laughs> <laughs> I need some habanero star bits. <laughs> um, anywho. Um, so yeah, so you, uh, you go to this new planet. Um, this introduces, this is a, like a gigantic pill shaped planet. Um, introduces these kind of 2d gravity flip sections right where um, um you can it's a little bit like a like a vvvv kind of thing where you can't control the gravity so nothing like vvvv um mm-hmm. but uh like you can uh jump high enough in certain sections to kind of flip the gravity up to the ceiling like the, the it's it's delineated by the color of the background and the way the yes. areas are going and this this pays off pretty great later yep like this ends up becoming like this game does a really great job of like introducing a concept and then having it show up 15 levels later mm-hmm. and, you know, in a more advanced form. Yeah. Um, so you do that, uh, culminating and you go to this kind of hollow star shaped planetoid. Yep. You're going kind through and getting things showing you that you are also going to be expected to walk on the, uh, like the inverse side where it's going to be kind of concave, um, yeah. which I think works really well. Like it just puts the entire stage into cameo. Um, mm-hmm. especially like when, when you're on the, in, on the inside of like a cube and you're running up like one side or the other, it's like those yeah. puzzle kind of things. Those, those always work real well for me. Uh, finally, there's King Caliente's fleet. Um, this is an airship stage, yeah. You know where you mock through, and the big kind of thing they're teaching you here is to knock back these coconuts that get shot at you. Yeah. Um, I think it's like you collect a thousand coins. All the coconuts in the game turn to watermelons, <laughs> or if it's like you get all the stars, there's something you can do to make these all watermelons. But I, I love that. I love the uh, the hierarchy of fruit. In, uh, in, oh, yeah. in Japanese games, like, you know, like watermelons are legit expensive because of, you know, like growing conditions and storage space and stuff like that. So that's why melon is up there. I just like for some reason, that is a very comforting idea, probably because it reminds mm-hmm. me of Pac-Man. Um, oh, yeah. 
<laughs> and and it would just like you know if I'm gonna knock one of these things out of the way, it would hurt less if it was a watermelon, like <laughs> yeah. coconut. Like that's that's rough. Hey, you've got a mustache, so you're almost all the way to Gallagher. It's like fruit, fruit, fruit turtle. <laughs> 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 my my list didn't cooperate with me trying to say fruit turtle. <laughs> Surprisingly, kind of hard to say fruit fruit, um, fruit fruit turtle. Like that's a that 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 sounds like a line of artisanal sherberts. Mm, I would mm. I would I would need a, a creamy dollop of fruit turtle. <laughs> Uh, the, uh, I wish the you, boss here. We need to have a dollop <laughs> intervention. I wish you wouldn't say dollop so much. Welcome to the dollop house. Ooh. Um, it is uh, it is time. <laughs> the um, so the boss here, King Caliente, uh, is this giant king squid. Yep, always uh, doing a cute. Madden impression. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and you just have to knock his shots back at him. Yeah. Um, but eventually you have to do a volley back and forth several times. Yeah, yeah. Um, similar to uh, you know Zelda. Right. Um, it's pretty satisfying. I like the way that they work the rhythm into that, especially with the refractory period on the Luma spin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think that that um, is paced very well. I agree. Yeah. Uh, next up is the Honey Hive Galaxy. Yeah. Um, this is one of my favorites. It's a real show stealer. It's like a forest yes. tree planet kind of thing. Um, yeah. You begin with uh, with the challenge, B Mario takes flight. Um, and this is teaching you what it's like to be a bee. Uh, B Mario is the cutest Mario, I think. This oh, is yeah. my favorite. This is my favorite Mario costume. Yeah. Um, for I mean, we, we've got, uh, like, Cat Mario is kind of edging up there, but B Mario, like, anything dressed like a bee, I think is adorable. I will just yeah. uh, look up, you know, blank animal dressed like bee on Google Image, and that will just be my day. Uh, real quick, I know this this episode is pretty slow-paced so far. <laughs> <You> <laughs> haven't moved very far, but uh, I have to do a, a, a digression. Um, I don't know if you saw my tweet earlier. Um, I had an incredibly vivid and effective nightmare okay. last night. Um, so in this nightmare, I was in my room kind of like near the threshold, a bee the size of like my thumbs, so like a big bee, okay. you know, um, was fighting with an ant that was also a little bit larger than normal, mostly an ant. And they, they had killed an earwig and they were tearing They were both pulling on it to tear it apart on the floor. And they were regular size there by my carpet. They're just like regular things. Uh, they tear it apart. The bee starts eating its half of the earwig. Then a bee the size of a softball. So like the body part size of a softball like the, right? yeah, so like the abdomen like the fuzzy part yes okay uh comes over picks up the the thumb size b flies it over deposit deposits it on my bed and uh that's it like that, <laughs> that's the nightmare but the nightmare part of it was like i'm like oh shit i can't be in a room with a b the size of a softball <laughs> and i close the door and then roars is on the inside of the room and i'm on the outside oh no and it was one of the worst nightmares i like i can remember i was, I was gonna ask where roars is at like he's yeah <laughs> I was just like, I was like, Like, is he going to, cause he's going to try to chase it. And then like in the thing, I'm like, man, he's going to try to chase it cause it's a bug, but I have to try to get him not to, Mm. you know, cause if he pisses off that big softball bee, Mm -hmm. like that's it for worse. Yeah. You know? And like, it was, it was very, very like, like woke up in cold sweats about this bee that's like (laughs) the size of my, you know, like two fists, but it was terrifying. Yeah. I mean, especially if it's a, if it's a nightmare that takes place in your bedroom, like yeah. that momentary confusion, you know, it probably amounts to all of like five seconds as you are frantically looking around you for, um, for, a, for a giant bee yeah. It's terrifying. Like I had this thought about like everyone, you know, talks about insects getting bigger. Like it came from the desert, you know, like giant ants. Mm-hmm. What if insects just gradually got bigger over the course of like five years? <laughs> over the course How of terrifying evening? would that be? No, I mean, that's just the course of an evening. Like then it's like, you know, eventually, like eventually yeah. they get to giant ant size. Yeah. But, you know, in a couple months, we noticed, like, hey, that's, that's the biggest fucking ant I've ever seen. I'm going to Instagram it. It's going to be weird. <laughs> and then, like, nine months later, there's an ant that's twice that big. It's the size of a rat. 
And you're like, holy shit, you know, and you take it to the local university. And then a year later, there's ants the size of dogs. Like, they're just <laughs> gradually getting bigger. This isn't very gradual, Carrie. Like, well, a year is a long time. Like, oh, okay. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it would be, it would be a scale of not like evening of terrors. Like, right. oh no, there's giant bugs. It's just like, there's something happening where bugs are getting big. Right. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, you know, and, and, and it's, it's, it's a situation. If you see one, there are a hundred you don't see. Exactly. You know? Like, so the, like, you know, this is, and at some point you'd start hearing them like in your walls, you like know. something's that big, like it's like tapping around. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, like, sh- oh shit. They're, t- that- they're taking the shingles off of our house to go like assemble their <laughs> fucking nightmare hive. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. They're, they're queen. Mm-hmm. The, um, I was just, but the bees have the greatest disparity behind something like I'm not, I don't actually think is that pleasant, but I think it's very cute. Mm, like yeah. I'm, I respect bees. I'm scared of bees. I don't like bees oh, around I'm, me, but I think I mean, they're I'm, very I'm, adorable. I'm terrified of real bees. Um, yeah. I, um, I love cartoon bees. Oh yeah. yeah. Cartoon bees are great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and B Mario is great. Yeah. B Mario is amazing. Um, because, uh, you know, this plays with the gravity just like a little bit, like they're kind of always going to try and orient you toward these like honey slicks on the walls mm-hmm. these kind of like heck these sweet sweet hexagons uh, on yep. different surfaces that you can kind of like uh cling to but you have kind of like a, a limited uh kind of like flight time like you have like a, a stamina, little, yeah know. like a like a meter that tells how much you can uh you can fly um and yeah. i really love kind of like feathering that throttle like that's a very satisfying um kind of kind of way i don't know that, i don't know that it actually helps but it feels like it does and i think that's what matters yeah, yeah, that, that's really fun. Um, you also can uh, stand on things like flowers and stuff without falling through them. Mm-hmm. But water will transform you back into Mario. Right. Um, so those, those are kind yeah. of the mechanics of just Mario. Like, just like water will change your bee back into a real boy. Into a plumber. Into a tiny, <laughs> tiny plumber. <laughs> hey, get me out of here. Yeah. Hey, nobody's making documentaries about the extinction of Pipe Fitters Local 451. <laughs> um, <laughs> So um, anyway, uh, this kind of culminates like this is great. This is super charming. This is an exploration based level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you get to kind of fly around. It's I really this is one of my favorites. I really love it because yep. um, it culminates in finding the queen bee uh, <laughs> who's really cute. Um, and she says like she's itchy. Yep. Um, well, she, guys, she's she's sitting in her decadent Taj Mahal garden. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's such a good image. Yeah. And then the way that the final challenge, quote unquote, of this level is just crawling all over her to get. Uh, these little these little bits of a uh, a star launcher mm-hmm. thing there, and it's so cute. Like it's just really <laughs> yeah. like it's really great. Yeah, you're, you're just uh, you're, you're like checking her for ticks almost. Yeah. yeah, you're grooming her, and the dialogue doesn't stop. Like she keeps talking to you during this about how it's like itchy or how it tickles where you're at and stuff. Like it's so charming. Yeah, like this uh, is so good. And uh, like this is this is right on the edge of like a you know the Wii doing a texture that it can. It looks really good, but you can tell if they tried to do it any different, it wouldn't be as successful. Yeah, um, you know, just like the like the fuzz on this bee's abdomen. Um, this game is fucking gorgeous. It's really pretty. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, one of our responses in the, uh, in the in the exercise talks about like yeah if you play this even just upscaled on an emulator like it holds up to pretty much anything else you would see again because of the art direction and stuff but um, like this is a very very good looking game that I think is only held back by its resolution and that isn't something they had control over yeah yeah and it's still you know just on a smaller resolution it looks great yep you know just uh, the, there's an easy fix for that. <laughs> um, so you get those things. The second star, uh, Trouble on the Tower, we're introduced to the uh, the doom that came to the Honey Hive galaxy. <laughs> yep. And the, the way these mandabugs. The mandabugs. These are like yes. robotic little beetle kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're introduced to that. And we're introduced to trapezing mechanics. Yeah. Um, 
here. Uh, so we're pretty much going to talk about the kind of concepts that these levels are introducing right. rather than the individual set pieces. Um, there's a lot there, but that's too much for us to talk about. Yeah, really. Um, and especially like just the configurations on these are so hard to convey in language. It feels yes. like, like just the, the, the way things are oriented against each other. Um, so when, like when I was taking notes, I was like, oh, it introduces this or it leans on this, or this is what the kind of the, the, the mandate of the stage is like the stage trouble in the tower. Like, you know, you have B Mario and that is fine, but that isn't enough to actually cover the vertical distance that it's asking you to do. So you have to do mm -hmm. wall jumps, which are super satisfying. <laughs> wall jumps are great. It's the only thing that justifies the new Super Mario Brothers set in uh, Mario Maker. Oh, yeah. It's so weird that they gave a verb set, like a very specific kind of cool platforming thing mm -hmm. to, uh, <laughs> to, the, to just to the, the ugliest aesthetic. Those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, just give it to everything else. Like, don't, you know, yeah. like some people probably like the new Super Mario Brothers aesthetic. I don't know who mm -hmm. they are, but some people probably dig that. But it's like, just give wall jumps to everybody. Is it so I haven't played enough new Super Mario Brothers to, to, to really ju justify this. I feel a little bit of dissonance praising the way that Galaxy looks and not liking the way new Super Mario Brothers looks. I agree with you. I think that mm -hmm. it, it, it does look grosser. Is it just a matter of the scale that it's at? Like here, there's something with the lighting and there's, you know, the angles that you're looking at make this look surreal and weird. Whereas in a, in a 2D platformer, it doesn't. Like, I just want to make sure we don't get called out for like, why do you like one, but not the other? For me, it's the scale and the subject matter. Yeah. Right. Like, so like the new Super Mario Brothers games are concerned with really classic Mario yep. tropes which I have something to compare them to, mm -hmm. you know, like I, I know how castles look in my head. I know, like know how, uh, you know, the underground biome looks, the water biome looks, mm -hmm. um, this is just totally new. Like they're not really portraying the same things. Right. So I think it's not just a question of like how good the quality is of the actual models. I think it's art direction. Okay. Yeah. So. Again, I haven't played enough. Like I played the one, like the first one that came out in like 2006. Yeah. But that's it. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so you can, you know, you get your star at this point, uh, and eventually, you know, the, the culmination of this war, the, uh, big bag, bad bugaboom, bugaboom. Um, <laughs> so the Manda bugs have totally taken over yeah. the kingdom and you're, you're going to try to find their boss, which is a giant one. Yeah. Um, that kind of moves around on the circular, uh, it looks like a cat toy, like those little things <laughs> that a little ball will, will roll around in yeah, like a cake yeah. pan, like a bunt cake pan. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, you have, uh, it's good. It's kind of cool because at the center, like the main pillar has the, uh, again, those sweet, sweet hexagons that you can cling mm -hmm. to in order to get yourself a, a vantage point to wait for it to come by and do a stomp. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he gets faster. That's going to be the same thing that happens to a lot of bosses. He yeah, turns red yeah. and gets faster. It's a, it's a Mario thing. Yep. Yeah. Um, moving on to the, uh, the loop, the loop galaxy. Yeah. Each of um, these, uh, each of these domes has like two kind of very small throwaway challenge kind of things, um, that, uh, start out by being Wiimote gimmicks and then quickly turn into different things. Yes. Right. So the yeah. loop to loop galaxy is uh surfing one Oh one. This is a very visually striking, like ring of water floating in this really sunny space. Um, and, uh, penguins are there and they are, they surf on manta rays. Yes. Uh, I'll make a bold statement. I don't think anything in a 3D Mario game that deals with water works. Okay. Like, I don't, I don't, I never like it. Hmm. Like, it's never, it doesn't feel very good to swim in 3D Mario games. Like, they do a lot to try to fix it. And this is 2D, I guess 2D Mario games too. I, I said 3D, but really even 2D ones. Hmm. I don't really like Mario underwater very much. Okay. Um, it can be kind of relaxing. You know, the music is nice, but like, it's never that fun. You're not platforming. You're doing this kind of weird flappy bird thing that I don't like that much. And yeah. here you're doing this race by using the accelerometer and the, the Wiimote. Yeah. You're like, you're holding it and trying to do this very subtle kind of like tilting left and right kind of motion with it. 
um, which yeah. I would much rather, I mean, I know this would take away the challenge, but I'd much rather just have a joystick uh, to do this because um, with the curves that they're, that they're forcing you to take, it is very easy to under or oversteer because yes. the Wii Remote accelerometer is not a very precise instrument in my but, experience. And then you get kind of into a loop of oversteering and like overcompensating and undercompensating. So yeah. you're just kind of doing zigzags until you fly off the, the screen. Yeah. Like this one is not that hard. This is surfing 101. Keep in mind, this is going to keep coming up though. <laughs> um, especially later, there's like a challenge level later. That's like the really hard version of this that I noped out of pretty yeah. hard. I don't think I even got to that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah, um, uh, the other one, the flip switch galaxy, is more to my liking. This is just this like is, a this gig- is what I like. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. give me this. Yeah. Um, it's like yeah. a gigantic puzzle box where you need to uh, not lights out, but you have a bunch of tiles that you need to turn the same color by running over them, and then kind of like plotting your path around that while avoiding hazards so that you you know convert the entire thing. Yes. Yeah. So it's it, you're you know you're trying to uh, essentially like Hubert, mm-hmm. you know, like turn all of the different tiles something while moving through a three D space. Kind of uh, while avoiding everything, it's pretty great. Yeah. Um, and whenever they do something like this, I'm I'm into it. Yeah. Another couple little bits like this. <laughs> uh, the uh, at a certain number of stars, it opens up uh, Bowser Junior's robot reactor, the final boss of this uh, this hub. Yeah. Um, and this is where you're introduced to Bullet Bills in 3D space, which uh, almost always home on you. Right. Uh, they're homing, and the idea here is that you're learning to use that. Um, there are several kind of glass cases that you cannot stomp or spin through. You mm-hmm. have to actually lead a bullet bill to bust it open. Yeah, and over the course of the game, the paths over which you have to lead those bullet bills get more uh, kind of fraught and complex. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but eventually, you unlock this. You know, get up to the top uh, where Bowser Junior sticks this thing called Mega Leg. <laughs> I love you. Mega Leg. This is yeah. so good, and it sets such a high watermark for some of the stuff uh like you know any of the later stages that are just kind of going to default to being like here's a fleet of airships in space like this is yeah this is a concept where you are running up this gigantic robot that is kind of like stomping after you doing almost like a little colossus kind of thing to get to the top and then you know take this thing out by directing bullet bills at its brain case yeah yeah this guy this guy's really great um, and especially when you say a high watermark, like there are many of the boss fights in regular galaxies I like a lot. Um, I'm not crazy about the Bowser boss fights in this game. No. Um, and those are the things that often get repeated in these final things. We do three of those. Yeah. Um, I do not love them, but this is really great. Um, Mega Lake, and he's also really striking looking and cool. Like he's kind of like a mechanical Octorok. <laughs> um, so yeah, so you're doing that. Eventually you beat him. The idea is you get a grand star. Uh, right. here which is going to power up our observatory eventually to get enough to where you can uh god uh fly to your precious one or whatever <laughs> your, your, your special one or your, your special one yeah the the phrasing the object the of your uses. desire it's really a little weird <laughs> yeah. um but yeah so that's what we're trying to do and that just means you get enough of these to get to the the end right. so we move to the the fountain uh biome Um, and we're introduced to the space junk galaxy. What's kind of crazy about this is as you're, as you're going and if you're doing like I did and just like, oh, I'm just going to get every star and all of these terraces, you will go to a new, a new dome and then have like a bunch of these opened up. Like yeah. you, you do not need to do everything in order to kind of like unlock the final boss and get there. But like if you invest a lot of time early, you know, eventually you're going to have everything unlocked by the time you get to a new one of these. We talked about it being uh, not as nonlinear as the earlier games, um, but it still has a real degree of nonlinearity to it. Yeah. Um, and this is a great difficulty 
uh, slider kind of thing where if you just are stuck on a star just don't do it you know <laughs> yeah. or come back later but you can very easily like you, you only have to get half of the total number of stars to beat the game so if you find something too hard skip it mm-hmm. you know which is i think a better and more elegant solution than mario galaxy 2 where it's like if you find something too hard eventually the game just says hey do you want me to do this for you <laughs> like they just uh, it's, it's calling your older brother over to like just spit on you while you yeah but while exactly. it fucking cucks your game yeah, spit on you if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah. um, I like the Space Junk Galaxy a lot. Yeah. Um, this is pretty cool uh, aesthetically and also kind of gameplay-wise. I dig this. Because mm-hmm. um, this is introducing the, the pole stars, um, which are uh, little things. If you click on them, Mario will get sucked to them in a way that reminds me uh, audiovisually of the tractor beams in Portal. Oh, yeah. yeah like a, there's this kind of like low hum. <laughs> Yeah, that happens whenever you're doing one that I really, really like. Well, he gets suspended in a space bubble, and he's just kind of like uh, very languidly floating as mm-hmm. you as you use the uh, the star cursor to like draw him from one to the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can just kind of uh, you know make your way make your way through there, mm-hmm. you know, and eventually you decide to d- dismount. You shake, and you'll land on whatever gravity is there. Mm-hmm. Um, but and these things end up being important. So. Yeah, they're pretty much always kind of like set up in like a course, not like a slalom. Like you don't have to go left and right and left and right, but like they will array things around the bubbles that will uh, that will you know pop pop at you and uh, drop mm-hmm. you into a black hole. You'll pop and drop. Yep, pop and drop. <laughs> Um, this is where you find Captain Toad. Like Captain Toad and his uh, and, and his star shroom have uh, found the you know the star, and by rescuing him, you get the star. And uh, now they're going to be a bunch of toads, kind of hanging around at the at the hub world, and then in most of the worlds from this point forward. Indeed. Yeah. Um, next up is uh, Camilla's airship attack. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> Captain Toad lost some men. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, Captain was... Toad doesn't run a tight ship. I think Captain Toad is more worried about climbing that ladder. I think so too. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's definitely, you know, it's not no toad left behind because some are definitely left behind. Uh, he's too scared to get them though. He would let them die, so uh, he sends you to go go get them. Yeah. Yes, um, and so you uh, have to go after these guys. This is where the game is going to teach you about spin jumping, which is kind of its version of double jump. Right? You have bunnies who you know they don't say like "Hey, jump and spin." They'll just like jump up and do this in a way that, um, and it, like Metroid will. Uh, um, teach you Just demonstrate, by context. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you're also uh, taught about throwing shells at these magic koopas, right? So you will spin to grab a hold of a shell and then hope and pray that you are pointed in the right direction when you deploy. There's not an awful lot of auto aim deployed on throwing shells. No, no. And again, it's another flick or another shake yeah. that does it, which is kind of a bummer. Um, you, uh, you're dealing with uh, Camilla here, um, who is like, you know, queen of the magic koopas. Um, and the magic koopas i think are pretty annoying to deal with in this yeah. game uh because of the again because of the the non omniscient camera mm-hmm. right like it, it's about you know magic and things just kind of coming from off camera yeah which happens from time to time and is a real bummer mm-hmm. um yeah. and kind of universally there's very little there's very little nuance to the way you fight them it's pretty much just waiting for them to throw not a fireball but a green fireball that will turn into a shell and mm-hmm. so it's just avoiding the, those fireballs until you can get into a position where you can fire back. Yeah, um, it doesn't and feel as it doesn't feel as taxing as like the uh, the volleys that you would have to do. No, no, but it is um, since the volleys though will actually more or less just kind of zip right back. There's an element of aiming here that I have a hard time with. Mm-hmm. Um, like I can do it, but I don't think it's particularly easy to aim one of yeah. these shells at something. 
Like, I don't know if you if you had the same experience or if that's just oh, me being yeah, a noob. Just, just, just like I said, I wish that there was a little bit more, uh, just like a little bit more, you know, snap to Like tracking, it. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you miss and then it's just waiting for another opportunity for another turtle to pop out. Yeah. Uh, I find that to be a bit of a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually you fire them back at her and you get the uh, star that is in her staff. Uh, moving on to one of my another one of my favorites here, uh, <laughs> Terran Tox's Tangled Web. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. So we're kind of getting into a lot of stages that are just like a little bit of bog standard platforming, and the real kind of kicker doesn't kick in until like the last leg of it. Um, so like the last part of this is teaching you all about like getting, kind of getting stuck in these in these skin tags made of web. <laughs> Web, if you're lucky, like yeah. this, these uh, these kind of milky, silky uh, goo balls <laughs> that you will uh, get Mario all stuck up into, mm-hmm. and then kind of launch him like a slingshot. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's the idea. You launch them from from web to web. Um, this is a really great place where like you do this. They introduce these, and then you have to do it for the boss, and it just like works perfect. <laughs> I love when these uh, when these interact with uh, with the pole stars. Actually, oh, yeah. like they're almost always set up in the same kind of like two and a half D kind of spaces. Yeah. And you know, there's an element of like reflex, like as you're flying by to kind of grab yourself. Yeah. Or you'll have to shoot through one of the launch stars. So you have to shake mm-hmm. in time to like zip out, you know, yeah. so you don't just fly off into space. Mm-hmm. Super cool. Um, you're introduced to uh, Terran Tox here, this spider at the end, <laughs> um, who's, you know, again, a big spider uh, where you are moving around like a ring. Yeah. Um, it's, it's kind like of a, it's like a night stage, actually. <laughs> Yeah, it, you're in a wheel. Like yeah. the boss fight is in a wheel, mm-hmm. and uh, you're trying to get to uh, his his milky silky butt um, <laughs> to to launch Mario into him in order to. Uh, well, no, you have to hit the uh, red box boxes on him first to kind of stun him, yeah, and then yeah. you get him in the butt. Hey, Tarantox, how'd your butt get so milky? <laughs> I don't know, man. Tarantox got secrets. <laughs> um, um, but this is all about kind of like uh, outrunning him and hoping that you're able to aim with enough precision to kind of hit his weak spots on the side. Um, yeah. This th- this is really good. Like this is this is what I want um, in this kind of thing. And this is the first kind of like explicitly 2D boss fight that we've seen. Like this mm-hmm. this could feasibly happen in a non 3D Mario, like over from an overhead Mario, right? Yeah. Um, they were induced to prankster comments, uh, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about real quick. Um, they show up here. These are comments, comments that add modifiers to levels that you've already been through. Right. Uh, they won't appear on a level you haven't done yet. Uh, <laughs> and they do things. So they either make it so you die in one hit. They give you a time limit. Um, they make it so you uh, you have to race um, a phantom version of yourself. Yeah, it's like it's like ne- negative Mario. It is Mario that is made up entirely of void into which you can see stars that man was not meant to see. Yes. Yeah. Beyonder Mario. <laughs> um, these will kind of camp out on a galaxy you maybe want to go to. Yeah. Um, you can either go complete another level and they'll move on or you can pay off one of the Lumas to get them to leave. Right. So when, um, you, when you say it won't show up at, on a level you haven't done yet, that is that that is a kindness. However, it would it would occur where like, OK, I'm going to go get the second or third star. But there's one of these comments it w- here. It won't do show up on a galaxy you haven't done yet. Yeah, you're always right. able. That's what I meant. You're able always able to do the uh, kind of intro level of the galaxy, and yeah, then if these yeah. things are going to show up, that's when they show up. Yeah, um, which was a little bit of a bummer because like these are kind of secondary experiences. I think they they vary in success. Like I kind of like the speedrun ones or the races, um, mm-hmm. just, just because I don't know. Like racing a ghost is always fun. Um, however, like the hey, collect 100 purple coins never really works that well for i think those are really tedious yeah like the purple coin things are really really bad Mm -hmm. um the one hit death ones bother me too Mm -hmm. 
like that's that's never okay in a game for me um the speed runs are the coolest ones but it wasn't enough for me to want to do them yeah um, um i kind of wish that there was like a like a gambling kind of thing with it like it wouldn't force you into it but you could like you know wager or something to get like you would wager lives or something to get like alongside of it just to really kind of heighten it if you wanted to get yeah. in like yeah like there were table stakes to it yeah yeah that, i mean that would make it more like less of a nuisance for people who don't want to it would make it seem less arbitrary for people who want to opt out of it i think yeah um we're introduced to our uh another one of our gimmick uh single single planet ones here the rolling green galaxy which yeah. is essentially super monkey ball mm-hmm. but controlled with uh, the accelerometer mm-hmm. uh tilted like the, like the Wii um, super monkey ball though yeah exactly yeah exactly <laughs> even though like that's apparently a very good version of this game of mm-hmm. uh, super monkey ball but it's not my favorite thing. I don't find this egregious. No, um, but no. I, I don't love it. Yeah, this is a um, little bit more like I feel like it is. It is less the rich get richer and poor get poorer kind of thing. Like it's easy enough to correct on this. Yes. I think there's a there's a version of this to have that happens later, like kind of in the middle of a regular ass stage that I that yeah. I think is a real bummer. Um, but here it's 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 fine. I love the way the music uh, changes with the pace. Yep, that you're moving through. That's really like clever and great. Yeah um that's my my favorite thing about these but they're you know they're not they're not incredible right. um we Bat- to battle rock galaxy battle rock yeah this is like a starship kind of thing that you're yeah. uh, sieging not the actual starship that you go against later but it's like a like a fortress yes yeah um and kind of the the overwhelming theme of this is uh bombs right right like these things are around like technology and bombs <laughs> um so starting with battle rock battle rock barrage battle rock barrage um <laughs> grab a glad there's these uh <laughs> um you move through these kind of rounded discs that look a little bit like uh super mario 128 mm. um and uh you know they're laser fences they're actually just like lasers that shoot out mm-hmm. you kind of show up later but this is just a platforming stage right um moving just forward like avoiding a, some new obstacles it's almost like a force scroll kind of thing like you have to you have to jump along and avoid these hazards either by running into the foreground or background or jumping at the right time and this is just kind of like taking you along the side of the battle rock Yes, uh, which yeah. we eventually will break into. Yep, um, in breaking, breaking into in. the battle rock. <laughs> yes. Um, yep. Yeah. So the um, this has you know it's teaching you to throw the bombs. Um, you stun them, then you can pick them up and you can shake to throw them. Um, here, <laughs> there, there's a secret star mini game where there's a robot who's real lazy. Um, he needs to clear up a bunch of rocks, and so he uh, he pays you to do it um, with a star, and you have to uh, kind of like throw the bombs in a way to maximize the explosions. Yeah, I actually like that mini game a lot. It just bothered me that I got to it and then got kicked out of the level. Yep, you know for doing that star. That's a bummer. Yeah, um, those those robots are really great. Those little like Clankotron things. <laughs> yep, those show up like kind of throughout the game, and I like those yep. things a lot. Those little EGM game of the year ones. Yeah, yeah, like those. <laughs> um, yep. Cannon show up here for the first time. That ended up being a very minor gameplay element. Mm, yeah, uh, like back from Mario sixty four. Like exactly the, the big differences that you can aim it with your, uh, you know, your remote. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you also yeah. have like a pole star minefield too. Um, and this yes. is actually kind of like teaching you that it's not just, uh, you know, like going directly from one to the other, like it's kind of putting lines of star bits to make you do like these weird little Bezier curves. Um, yes. and, like with your momentum as you kind of like go into an orbit, which, uh, is very tactically satisfying to me. And then kind of similar to, uh, like part, it, you know, you get a little feel of that in Starflight. Yeah. We did last episode a little bit like that kind of uh, just barely grabbing, even though you're controlling it. And this is obviously more kinesthetically pleasing than that, but mm-hmm. similar kind of thing. Yeah. Um, finally, you fight the boss of this galaxy, uh, top maniac <laughs> and the top man tribe. <laughs> oh he's, boy. He's back from Mega Man three and he's got some vengeance to yep. enact. 
Top top maniacs. <laughs> top man maniacs. Yep. Um, uh, so, uh, for some reason, Top Man comes along with a bunch of Monty moles. Um, and you have these uh, spinning top men uh, that were, that you have to kind of like throw into power lines, which seems kind of cruel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has, has there ever been a wrestling match where the where the ropes were electrified and somebody would be like thrown into them and it would be now oh, they're cooked and now they're dead? Definitely a backyard wrestling match. Okay, cool. And probably not a front yard one. Okay. Um, <laughs> Side so yard is undetermined. You had to get on top of them. The little regular top mans when you jump on them, they'll kind of like send you up mm-hmm. so uh no no that's not, that's actually later these are this is the guy that you have to uh you stomp on to stun him and then you knock him into the power lines like you said mm, right oh, i think you have those are also top men right <laughs> i think they're i think they're of the same genus if not the same species yeah there, there's another like thing that looks very similar uh, <laughs> yeah. to this yeah the one um, that will launch you up their boss is this big mean spiky top this is the top maniac yeah. um yeah. yeah and then it's just kind of the similar thing like it's just big it's a big version of it so you have to like expose its weak spot and then get him into the power lines yep yep yeah nothing um nothing too special kind of kind of underwhelming <laughs> yeah um the hurry scurry galaxy um has this uh this floor that kind of disappears as you move along mm-hmm. um here which i which i dig yeah um and you have to kind of cover these lines over the spear in order to make this black hole turn into a star right. there's always going to be this black hole in the middle so you don't want to fall down mm-hmm. um into there but uh if you kind of continue and you platform right you will actually change it yeah so you kind of always it. have to as you're running make sure that you're not painting yourself into a corner yes as you're uh, as you're as you're getting the notes i like this a lot yeah me too um, i would love a game that was like not just these but like any of these kind of puzzle box galaxies yeah kind of focused on that yeah. like a like a short game mm-hmm. into it. Uh, and then finally you know we're not just going after uh the kid we're after bowser himself with his uh his star reactor in the fiery stronghold yes my my least favorite harry potter book um <laughs> so on the way up here there's lots of it's kind of traps uh spinning fire you know classic uh underground mm-hmm. you know for every fourth level mario brother stuff yeah um here uh kind of culminating in this approach where bowser is shooting down this platform at you yep. as you're heading up with a kind of neat perspective oh yeah <laughs> like as you're here. as you're going around the uh the pillar as it going up yeah yeah really I like that really tense and it gets you to this fight you're going to do over and over again um with additional steps each time um but kind of again hinging on the same gimmick of do you understand the paths that objects will take around a small sphere yes yeah um yeah and then and then just you know this 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 fight you know as we mentioned that that paths you know do you understand paths around a false small sphere um (laughs) And we're going to do this a bunch. Yeah. Like they add little bits to it, but really the moveset doesn't change that much. Where uh, Bowser, um, you know, you have to kind of trick him into stepping on a certain place, these glowing yeah. blue patches that expose lava, which knocks him on his back. Um, or no, it makes him run around. You yeah. hit him in the tail, that knocks him on his back. You hit mm-hmm. him again. Right. So you have to, uh, it's, it's kind of catching him as he is running around the sphere kind of twice as it goes. Yes. So you have to, so you have to attack, attack his tail twice, I believe, or that might come later. And then you have to like send him spinning. And then it's almost like a volley again. Um, you just have to hit him enough times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to where he will, uh, he will end up flying off. It's like in uh, Rick and Morty when they end up on that very small planet, <laughs> you know, you just kind of, it's like that. Um, <laughs> 
the uh, and this is fine here. I think this only gets really annoying when they start introducing fireballs. Yeah, when he starts shooting these things because the fireballs are you know circum circumnavigating this uh, the spear or the sphere and are coming around from like any angle. Like it's very mm-hmm. hard to predict where ten different fireballs are going yeah. to hit. Yeah, you know because they're kind of they're they're taking a straight path, but you know again mutated over a sphere, it's going to come from a like the angle is going to you know get weird every time. Yes. Yeah. I uh, beat him and move on to the kitchen um, with the Beach Bowl Galaxy, which is the first uh, water-focused entirely uh, full galaxy. Yes. Um, I love the way this looks. Like, this is... Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it is a, a, a hemisphere of water that is kind of, like, overflowing. I don't know what gravity the stuff that's overflowing is acting on. Where's that but going? It, yeah. It is not for me to... Uh, it, is, it is not for me to ask. But... Uh, yeah. This, uh, this, this looks really good. Absolutely. I'm not, it's really pretty. It's very relaxed. Yeah. You know, it's 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 tropical. Like it's you know, this is a little bit of Mario Sunshine in the middle of this game. Yeah. I'm not as anti um swimming as you are here. I I think that it's helped out a little bit by the fact that um all of your movement it's it's almost like tank controly a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're just kind of picking heading and then and then kind of holding on the A button to go. Um it's like it's like three sixty three hundred and sixty degree asteroids or something like that. Um and they're very um generous with bubbles like anytime you pick something up it'll recharge your air um and uh yeah this is like relaxing and not asking way too much of you but like this first one is just an introduction to going and locating things and ultimately finding a star i I think that's where the some of the frustration with it comes from for me is that like it's not that taxing i'm not likely to die but uh you know if you happen to miss something you know Mm -hmm. on a pass like reorienting yourself for another pass on an item Mm-hmm. is frustrating and yeah. then i just i move too slowly it's, you know, it's something it. I, like, I, I wish the camera was actually better suited for it is yeah, my or, is, is my big thing like that that would make it so much easier too because so much about reorienting is actually trying to get your get your bearings back yeah um and if you have the ability to if you had any control over where you were looking at that's another kind of point of reference for you i think that becomes a real nightmare when they reduce flying which is pretty rare in this game um, but the, the flying tutorial, I think that's a real problem mm-hmm. here. I just, I wish swimming always worked the way it did when you had a shell. Mm-hmm. Cause as it is now, it just, if I go underwater, there's going to be a shell there. Why have that middle place? Mm-hmm. You know, it's never advantageous to not have a shell. You'll still have to do those sweeps if you miss something, but you just move reasonably and you have a little cursor that shows where you're pointed. Yeah. You know, so uh, that's what the second uh, thing, the passing the swim test mm-hmm. kind of teaches you is, uh, <laughs> you're trying to, you know, this, uh, this gigantic kind of bearded you know emperor penguin here i love grandpa penguin yeah grandpa penguin grandpa uh, says, yeah i will give a star to anyone who can get a gold shell which you then have to go rob from these penguins <laughs> you have to bully these penguins yep. you have to upgrade your shells until you just uh completely unseat the the first yep. place one yeah yeah um but that's that's really all it is and that makes you swim faster and easier to control and you can also toss it by uh by shaking yeah there um Again, this is a really gentle ramp up because the third one, the secret <laughs> undersea cavern, is teaching you to toss that because you can now use the shell to break open a wall. Right. And kind of like navigate this tiny little cave. And for me, like any time. So, you know, fortunately in 3D Mario games, this underwater stuff is rare. I like the feeling of being stranded underwater because it feels very mysterious in these. Like, mm. I don't know if that goes back to being little and uh, being attacked by the eel in that sunken ship in yeah. 64. But like... They they do a lot to kind of trade on that equity that they built up, you know, 
a decade before this here. Um, and so like when you're in, when you're in here in this under underwater cave, I think that I think that it does end up working a little bit from an atmosphere kind of perspective for me. I think the atmosphere is is works just fine. Like that eel is is terrifying. You know, and whenever he shows up in here, it's terrifying. I just can't control Mario well enough. Yeah. You know, I just don't feel good moving him around. And like that's gonna come first, you know? It's it's a trade-off, and I get I I value that too. Mm-hmm. You know, I want that, but I just I want to control Mario better. Um but yeah, so you end up in this kind of like non-boss kind of maze level mm-hmm. with uh with swamps, you get this to get the star. Moving on to the ghostly galaxy, which I like a lot as well. <laughs> yep. Or I like I like more than this one, but I like this. This is a, a high point for me. Yeah, this is uh this is kind of companion to the uh to the B galaxy um that we mm-hmm. uh, that we found there. The sequel to B movie. Um but yeah, this is the uh, the haunted house. And in fact, we are rescuing Luigi, who has been ensnared by these wily ghosts once again. He has the worst like Worst luck with that. How does he keep, you know, this happens once or twice. Makes sense. This just keeps happening to Luigi. I mean, it, it, I mean a fetish. Like, I'm not here to judge, but yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's fine. You know, like, it is, again, I'm not here to judge, but like, if, if it's going to impact other people and it's going to. That's the thing. Yeah. You know, you don't just like, it, like, maybe it gets you off to call 911 for no reason. Doesn't mean you should do it. <laughs> well, like, Gary, what if I'm lonely? Well, see, exactly. <laughs> then it, it's your responsibility to just bear that. Do that time. <laughs> um so yeah this is introducing all the haunted uh shit that comes comes with mario haunted levels which i really love like it's really cute oh yeah the goombas wear little shields little pumpkins um inside (laughs) and uh the little kind of puzzles a really generous word but the little kind of things you have to do where uh tricking booze to go into direct sunlight to uh to kill them Mm -hmm. to exercise those spirits yeah um and they always have little coins floating in them (laughs) i like that too like you have to harvest them turtle treasures um the uh this is where you introduce you're introduced to ghost mario right like boo mario Mm -hmm. and uh this is i mean it's pretty languid like you're pretty much always asked to do these very kind of low stakes low speed uh kind of navigation puzzles um kind of in uh like rooms like you're 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 almost always in a house when this is going on but you have kind of like limitless rise on these as you as you go along um, and there's a great little detail of this that the uh, the other ghosts love Ghost Mario. Yeah, they fall in love with you. <laughs> LLGM. Uh, yeah. <laughs> love Ghost Mario. It's a little. It's like in the Sword in the Stone cartoon where he turns into a squirrel, and that other squirrel just wants to fuck him so good. Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, yeah, and and there, there's a reason why you're always inside because you have unlimited flight. Like that's mm-hmm. Mario games. You know, don't like giving you unlimited flight anymore. No. So after Key Mario, they decided to squash that little bit of fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is you're you're just rescuing Luigi. Right. Pretty cute. Um the second level, the uh, very spooky sprint. Um this is the first time I like failed any number of times in this game. <laughs> really? I found this hard. Um this is a, a a grab star race. Right. Um I I like this. I didn't end up failing. I think that it's actually poorly communicated that uh the ghost that you're supposed to race against is uh is is, is something you can talk to. So I went through the actual course any number of times um before I realized that it was supposed to be a race. Oh wow. <laughs> actually I had to look at a guide to say like okay, well that thing you're prob- that thing that you're avoiding because there's been no such thing as a friendly as as a friendly boo up to this point, um go and mm-hmm. talk to them and that's how you do it. Um, the trick to this is that you actually have a, uh, um, you can do, uh, shortcuts if you can yeah. time your, uh, your star launches along these. Yes. Yeah. Which is, which is almost, I mean, not quite necessary, but like almost necessary. I think yeah. the thing that always tripped me up the hard part is when you get to this section with the planets, 
mm-hmm. where if you like an errant shake or something like that can actually attach you to the gravity of one of those spheres. Yeah, yeah. Which just kind of kills your momentum um, dead. And that made this, you know, I always lost a lot of time on those. Mm-hmm. So I had many frustrating like near successes with this. Um, and I think I like pole stars more as an obstacle course rather than a race. Yes. For me at least. Yeah. I do like that they differentiate the walls that will bounce you and the walls that will kill you um, yeah. by putting meat on the walls. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the boss of this uh, section, uh, Bouldergeist, um, which, like, this guy's pretty spooky for a Mario <laughs> boss. Um, and I dig this guy. Um, okay. I like this boss fight, actually. This is um, introducing you to Bombus, which uh, after you stun them, you get to kind of swing them around uh, like, a, like a hammer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, I like this a lot because uh, you just kind of, again, uh, bodies in motion. You have to uh, kind of like manage their, their momentum and kind of the uh, the length or the distance that they are away from you. Uh, like the faster you spin them, the further away they get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you just kind of have to like they, the way they design this, this uh, golem is like there will be parts of him that are not vulnerable that will that will come down and you have to like uh choose a trajectory that is going to get around that as it goes along yes yeah and uh yeah so he sends out a bunch of fireballs some of which turn to the bamboos like it's pretty complicated actually Mm -hmm. yeah um but i ended up digging them oh yeah um (laughs) i think there's maybe like one phase too many with this um Mm. but uh when the actual ghost at the center of this is exposed like he doesn't have a jaw like his tongue is just hanging down like it's a little bit grisly yeah, absolutely. Like it, it is uncommonly kind of spooky looking. <laughs> the Mario I can't boss. handle. I'm scared. He's he's pretty spooky. He spooks yeah. you out. Um, the uh, moving on to the Bubble Breeze Galaxy, which I like a lot. Um, oh, yeah. I think the bubble courses are pretty fun. Uh, kind of like again, the way I want an obstacle course rather than a race um, reminds me a little bit of the the very spooky sprint. Mm-hmm. Here, different mechanic, but like still, like I like avoiding obstacles and these kind of things yes so what you're doing you're you're in a bubble like you are when you go for a for, for a grab star or whatever those are um or a pull star um except your cursor is like a little uh a little fan that is always pointing at the uh at mario and you can kind of go faster if you're pushing from closer and you just kind of have to manage his uh his path around these spikes yeah yeah just and then that's that's really all there is to it it's not super challenging mm-hmm. it's just fun yeah uh, buoy based galaxy. This is kind of a traditional level for these small challenge things. It's really just swimming in order to raise up one particular part of the level to be able to complete it. There's nothing really that special about it. it it's like, if, if anything, it's mixing underwater and above ground yeah. sections. Like it's kind of bifurcated there. Yeah. Um, Bowser Jr. is back again <laughs> with his airship, uh, Armada. Um, this is another very similar to the, uh, the, camilla fight mm-hmm. from before like this is uh, bowser jr on another airship um after you go through some platforming um waiting for you know shooting things back at him and he it gets more hectic and he changes the profile of his ship to make himself harder to hit yes um, um i'd like bowser jr basically any of the bowser fights wore really thin on me, um, me too. as they as they went along i don't it just doesn't stick out to me like i don't think that they that they uh, uh kind of hooked their wagon to the right star with those i generally don't like bowser jr very much as a character either <laughs> yeah like i understand they're not like none of these are particularly characters but like bowser i get because of tradition mm-hmm. bowser jr i just find pretty obnoxious yeah like, he probably should have been thrown in a river at birth <laughs> like 
well there's a certain uh i'm not doing this like as, as a tv trip saying there's a certain like scrappy do quality to him oh sure that uh that that really sits poorly with me it's, it's his voice yeah it's his voice and he's like a younger you know fresher version of bowser yeah yeah um i mean it's not like i love baby mario either like <laughs> the mario babies is a weird choice that i'm yeah. not 100 on on board with here Onto the bedroom, uh, and then things are ramping up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where things are getting harder. Right. Uh, this is not, you know, amazingly hard, but there's definitely kind of like we're pretty far into the game as far as challenge goes, and we're going to start running into some actual challenges here. Right. Um, so Gusty Garden is uh, kind of a unique one here because we're starting to see a lot of very small planetoids um, and kind of a lot more, a uh, lot more black holes um, kind mm-hmm. of being strewn between them. So yes. like covering any amount of distance is going to be fraught. Yes. Um, and the big mechanic here are these kind of uh, puddles, uh, these flowers that you'll pick up, fuzz petals, that uh, the wind will carry you when you have one of these. And if you uh, shake, you can kind of get some lift. Yeah. You kind of spin to gain a little bit. But you can only do that three times. Yeah. These things were my Vietnam. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't like them very much. <laughs> it's myself. so hard to like to speak again because of the camera. I don't think that they chose. They did not choose an angle that would help me accurately judge the distance that I needed to cover. And I would I would almost always blow my fuzz load um, before yeah. I was able to actually like be sucked to safety. Hmm. They try they, <laughs> they um they try to uh, make this like give you guidance. So there'll be like a, a big star coin or some coins in the air to kind of teach you like oh you want to go through this. The problem is the angle that you'll actually go through that coin could be any number of things. Mm-hmm. Like you could have used your your fuzz pedal and go through it horizontally. You can use your fuzz pedal and come up under it, mm-hmm. um, you know, to kind of gain height that way. And one of those is the right thing to do. And one of them is the <laughs> wrong way thing to do. Yeah. But both of them result in me getting the coin. Yeah. So this is just something that I feel like is this is 3D platforming for you. Like, I can't tell how far away this thing is. Yeah. Really what, easily like. And what I, what I would have loved is if they were to, let's say, turn the camera 90 degrees and actually show me the proportion of the distance that I'm covering in yep. any one spin thrust, you know, yeah. so so I can actually tell like, oh, you're running out. You're running out of juice halfway through this. Like you need to like actively avoid petering out because you don't have to spin as much as you think you do. When, uh, whenever I, every time I've like referred to, you know, preferring 2d Mario's to 3d Mario's, it's really not about them being 3d. It's about them being viewed from the side, Yeah, you know? And like, I just think that that's, that's the way to judge distance. And this is a, a good example of that, I think. Yeah. So this isn't that being kind of frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, it also ends with another, like chasing a rabbit thing, which like, mm-hmm. boy, this game loves making you do that. And yep. like the first time for tutorial purposes, I was into it. And then I got pretty bored chasing down rabbits. Yep. Because they're almost always just barely edging you out. Um, yeah as a, as it goes yeah. yeah not not my favorite thing yeah um the dirty However, major burrows is a guy <laughs> yeah major major burrows the uh the mole people or the monty moles are digging up the garden uh these are moles that will kind of raise above ground as you uh as you stomp mm-hmm. um near them um this has this really kind of goofy set piece that ends up working for me like there are apple planetoids and there's a worm that you have to like guide from apple to apple by stomping I like that worm a lot. I guess on a peg in order to like, you know, like run along him. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I think the worm is really cute. Mm-hmm. And like also any kind of big, uh, you know, big creature that's non hostile oh, in yeah. a Mario game that you can run around on. I'm, I'm going to be into. <laughs> yeah. Um, you eventually get to Ma- Major Burroughs and his boss layer. 
um, which is a very small planetoid uh, where he kind of goes around in circles. Um, there's some kind of tactical considerations here uh, in his wake. He creates um, some kind of like chuff, you know, some rocks that uh, you can't just run over. Right. You have to jump or spin over. Um, but you essentially treat him the same way you would a Monty Mole, but on just more so. Three right. times. Yeah. Three times. Yeah. And again, the usual Mario trick of getting angrier and faster with everyone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Freeze Flame Galaxy. I like this a lot. This is th- th- this is great. Um, the uh, the ice. I think that the ice uh, fire flower is mechanically the coolest power up in this game. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's really, really good. I really wish it would just last. Like Me the fact too. that like fire flowers are treated <sighs> like stars. Yeah. leads to tons of frustration like it does like just a, a lot of like okay well i didn't know how to optimize this run so now i'm just gonna have to do it twice because i ran out of juice right before i was able to get off the last shot that i needed i really want um like that mechanic and puzzle things to end mm-hmm. where like a puzzle is really easy to figure out but they just because it, it doesn't become about the puzzle it just becomes about how fast you can your reflexes are mm-hmm. um but i just always find it frustrating to walk to the beginning of a puzzle and trigger it again like, I, I get it. I get what it's testing. You know, like, oh, okay, I need to light the three sconces. I only have, you know, 30 seconds to do so. So what are the best paths? Those three sconces. Like, I get it. But it's never been fun for me. Yeah. You know? Like, it just ends up being frustrating because I'm doing the same thing over and over. I get that disconnect between my mind knowing what to do and my hands not being able to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is, you get better video games. I get that part. But it just doesn't work for me. Yeah. Like, and it comes up in a lot of a lot of video games. Yeah. Like Zelda's a huge offender of that, and I never like it. You know, oh, I, I've pressed the switch, and now there's a ticking clock sound. Well, hopefully, <laughs> yeah. I planned out my route before that happened. Yeah, you know, God, God, it's like the first time you have to fail. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's I think that's part of what it feels like. It's not, it's not a puzzle. It's just this tiny little dexterity challenge, but it's kind yeah. of dressed up as a puzzle. Yeah, you know, you know, and that's a matter of tuning. I'm positive that there was a good reason for why they did that. I just, I don't know. I don't know if, it, again, if, if it was worth what they paid for it. And so these aren't movement based, really. I mean, you do get a really cool movement thing from the fire, from the ice flower, but like mm-hmm. it only shows up in ice levels. Right. Um, I mean, the reason why they got rid of the fire flower is because they thought it would be too easy or may not get rid of it, but made it time limited mm-hmm. because it would be too easy just to fight guys, which I don't, I think, you know, power up is a good thing. Like going, getting a power up should be empowering. Um, and then the ice flower is just so they could have platforming sections. Like it only lasts a little while, so you could eventually do some lava platforming. And like, boy oh boy, have I always hated 3D Mario's reaction to lava. Yeah. Like that weird kind of like it doesn't kill you. Yeah, but it will make you run directly into more lava. Yeah, like killing you, it feels worse. Like killing me (laughs) would be bad. But just the fact that it takes away control, you know, from me and it's just going it's going to make me make mistakes is really frustrating. Um, and that's that's frustrating me since like Mario 64. I've never liked that. But, yeah. you know, we're saying good things about this because Ice Mario was great. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so, so the way Ice Mario works um, and it, it's great that they, you know, they're, they're going to get into straight up lava and, uh, and and ice levels later. But here, by kind of like conflating the two of them, I love that kind of contrast that they set up. And, mm-hmm. you know, again, they're going to be introducing you to these two, you know, I mean, similar in that they're timed, but. Yeah, I, I'm going to say similar power-ups. Uh, but the way that the uh, that the Ice Mario works is, as you get this, water will freeze under you as you run along. And um, lava. Oh, yeah, sand lava as well. Like, it'll, you know, form temporary, like, uh, rock platforms um, up to the point where, like, if there are fountains, you'll just jump on top of the fountains and it will, like, create a little floor uh, underneath you. So you are, like, running on air, 
<laughs> um, yes. You know, in order to like clear these things that without this power up would not have been um, available for you. It's also worth noting that Mario now controls a little bit differently on ice in general yeah. uh, because we've added the uh, the skate to our verb set. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that that's so good um, <laughs> because ice levels, like people don't like ice levels a lot of the time other than the music. And the reason why is because the way they add challenge ice levels is it just kind of fucks with your controls. Mm-hmm. In a platforming game, that's a bummer. You know, like I want to be able to control Mario really precisely. Having him be really slippery kind of sucks. That's why mm-hmm. Luigi is a challenge mode. Yeah, um, he's he's not just an option. Or even just um, with, uh, with 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 motion, the slipperiness is a thing, but also the uh, the it slows the pace down too. As yeah, you try yeah, and find friction. Yeah, yeah, you have to be very slow and kind of care more careful than I really want to. Um, skating changes it uh, to where it's still kind of dangerous and risk reward related. Um, you start skating, you move really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, you move really smoothly. Uh, but it starts feeling more about, you know, the pacing is there and the consequence for failure is not just falling off. Like you're more likely to hit an obstacle, which hurts your health rather than, you know, literally ends your run. Yeah. You know, I just like it better. Like skating <laughs> Mario is great. Yeah, it feels uh, it feels really graceful. Um, and I love there's a there's a challenge mode in this. Um, one of the prankster stars that will show up in this galaxy or one of them at some point will actually like make it into a race of skating. Um, along mm-hmm. these platforms that'll like disappear from behind you. That is super good um, because yeah. like, you know, you're not like steering it. Like, again, it's not like a take control kind of thing, but you are very much like kind of languidly picking a line and trying to like yes. optimize it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I really like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, Baron Burr is this, uh, is a, like a, like an ice mage kind of guy um, who you have to like do this almost like gears of war style run up to. Um, yeah. in order to like first get the, uh, uh, the power up and then, uh, then also get up to where he's at kind of firing his, uh, his, his magic at you. I, uh, I really like this. Yeah. Or like, uh, this is pretty fun. It's hard, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, there's this weird like element of like the pacing of it is different than a Mario boss fight where you could reasonably, cause he's, you know, you have these cover elements, you know, where he's, he's shooting at you or you can get in those little alcoves beneath him. And just kind of hang out and wait for a volley to pass and then mm-hmm. do a timed run to get to the next little piece of cover uh, until eventually you get the flower. And then it's this like scramble to do quite a lot <laughs> yep. on one flower's length. Um, I like that a lot. Yeah. Pretty cool. Dig it. Um, yep. Less crazy about the uh, the blistering core at the, at the beginning of this. Uh, this kind of takes the fire flower and turns it into an agent for Zelda puzzles. I hate um, it. Where you are lighting, so up, <laughs> lighting up, <laughs> hoping you have enough time to light up enough torches to open uh, to open gates. Yeah, I yeah. really don't like it because yeah. if you don't, then the, the consequence is just starting over. I mean, the, yep. the torches usually stay lit, so you're not really starting over. It just is tedious. Um, mm, right. The monsters here are really pretty frustrating, too, because they uh, you can't really deal with them. They're like little like fire monster salamandery things mm-hmm. that when you uh, they're just little rocks. But when you. Uh, put them out like when you actually hurt them um, not with the fire flower but with just like a regular spin attack they extinguish themselves then they jump in the lava to re relight themselves yeah and then come after you yeah so they're they're really relentless like usually in these areas where you're doing these fire flower puzzle things you're just dealing with a constant you can't like clear out the area so you can do it quickly yeah you know the enemies kind of respawn yeah it's a little i mean and they're also like harder to spot and they're quicker when they're when they're not uh lit up so you have just a, a, a fleetingly small amount of time to finish them off. Yeah. 
not yeah. crazy, not crazy about it. Um, and especially not crazy about the way this ends because it kind of is expecting you to, from a moving platform with a very limited amount of time, um, aim one of these fireballs or two of them rather to hit these torches that are further away than you've been expected to hit them later on. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit like the, uh, like the shell throwing situation where like, I, I can just tell I've, I, I'm off by about 45 degrees because of the way the game snaps. And I wish yep. that there, there was just a little bit of like guidance or aftertouch or something. It's a, they're, they're 100% different games, but while we're recording this and, and while I played this, I also started playing Resident Evil four, which is such a triumph of like aim, mm-hmm. you know, it's a it's such a simple thing, but like, I just feel aiming feels really good in that game. It's about aiming yeah. and to be able to be like, you know, I really thought my thumb would do this, mm-hmm. you know, but something totally different happened. Yeah. just feels bad. Yeah. There's like a disconnect between what's happening with my brain and my hands yeah. in a way that I don't really care for. That is a function of my view of the action. Yeah. Like it wouldn't be a function if the game was presented from an overhead angle, I could just point at the thing, Yeah. you know, but that's not a, yeah, that's more difficult. That's, that's harder to do here. All sorrow so, is found in the space between expectation and reality. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Mbasa. <laughs> um, next time on bonfires. Like that. Um, <laughs> um, uh, and then my only note here for hot and cold collide, um, the McDLT of, I guess the, the anti McDLT of this is they mix it up. And so you they just, do. yeah, <laughs> like it is just runs. I don't even think there's a boss like Baron Burr is the, uh, is the first one. Yeah, we have, the, sometimes they do that. Sometimes the boss does not, is not on the third one. So, yeah. yep. Uh, dusty dune galaxy, um, introduces the frustrating situation of sand where if you miss a butt stomp, you will just stick into the, stick into the ground. Well, if you're lucky, a lot of the sand is just deadly. Oh, so yeah, some yeah, of it right. might as well be like, uh, you know, a bottomless pit, which changes how they've signaled death. Right. And there's a couple little signs that have skulls on them mm-hmm. next to there that could have been, you know, flavor too, though. Yeah. So I don't, I don't actually dislike this galaxy, but like, it is frustrating to have it all of a sudden be, you know, not just the fact that there's a black hole, right. you know, uh, cause these are really, these aren't really, these are really big planetoids mm-hmm. that are more or less just kind of big levels. Right. And this feels like this would not be out of place in Mario 64. Yeah. Um, this introduces, uh, these dry bones and flying birds that are going to like lay bomb eggs that uh, mm-hmm. just kind of you just have to keep an eye on them there's nothing really that crazy about it um however this does end up after you do these tornadoes with a really really side-scrolling heavy level which uh is welcome yeah yeah no. agreed um the tornadoes if you get caught in them if you shake you'll spin up in the air yeah and uh, that can help you with platforming um yeah so blasting through the sand um these are these kind of disc shaped levels with holes in the middle um, and this is another one of those timing things, yeah. uh, because you're kind of going back and forth pounding on either side of this disc. It's kind of neat that you're doing that, mm-hmm. but eventually you pound it. You start hearing the ticking clock thing, <laughs> which you know I hate. And then you have to make your way to the other end of the disc up on top of this, uh, this kind of like structure you've built in order to get the star on the top, which mm-hmm. is there the whole time, but you cannot reach. Right. Um, um, yeah, I'm trying to remember if this is where it happens that like, you are kind of pounding the, uh, the, the the tower through and then like little portions of the star launcher that you need are kind of stuck to the side of it. Uh, no, okay. that's, uh, that's, that's, that's later on yeah. later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Sunbake Sandcastle, um, this is the area with this sinking tower. Um, so you kind of end up going into this glass enclosure and then doing like a, like a side scrolling pillar run um around all four sides of it as this thing kind of sinks with you inside of it yes 
Yeah, so this is pretty cool. I'm I'm fine with this. This is yeah. quick and tense. Yeah. Um, the uh, there's another little bonus level, the Honey Climb Galaxy mm-hmm. here, um, where you uh, it's really basic. Yeah. It is more or less <laughs> overhead view of uh of b mario yeah but, but moving gra- from honey to honey but, but but yeah but gravity is super weird if you miss those sweet sweet hexagons <laughs> um you'll end up falling like i don't quite understand if it's overhead or from the side if it's if it's like a, an american gladiators wall climb kind of situation um i think it's supposed to be an american gladiators wall climb situation but okay. it gets pretty disorienting yeah um i i still like this level because it's b mario and it's been a little while yeah, yeah. uh since we've had them but like it is pretty it doesn't it doesn't benefit from the perspective right really um yeah this dome finishes out with bowser's dark matter plant um mm-hmm. and uh this introduces a very creepy concept to the game which is dark matter which doesn't kill mario it negates him yes yeah this is where that uh that evil the one you race comes from <laughs> it's uh, on that side of the world um this is you know it just ends up being kind of pure platforming here where this dark matter will kind of move around erasing parts of the the level mm-hmm. um or has already erased parts of the level where it's just not yeah. there <laughs> like um, it will just create a patch of nothingness that a moving platform will go over um, yes. and then you have to jump over that because the platform is not safe from uh from its deleterious effects yeah and the platform can come back right but you cannot um <laughs> after that we get to this really great um gravity like the payoff for that like way 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 back in the day this gravity <laughs> switching thing where you're on these moving platforms um and gravity is changing as you're moving through this kind of auto scroller so you have to position yourself on the correct side of the platform in order to not fall yeah these uh these platforms are shaped like little uh little tetris l pieces yes um and so like it is moving along a path and you have to just make sure that whatever direction you're going to fall it isn't going to take you to the sides of the arena. Yes. Until it eventually culminates with a plus shaped one. Yep. <laughs> which kind of moves in all four directions. This is really cool. Yeah. Um, I like this section a lot. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> it just ends with another Bowser boss fight. This time where he has the shockwaves, you know, where he mm-hmm. if he lands, he throws out these little these rings that go out and then yeah. the fireballs, which the fireballs are too much for me. Right. I kind of wish that they would have just done shockwaves first and then the fireballs. Like, yes. you know, it's not like the learning curve is. You know, they, it's not like they have a lot of time to do it, but like shockwaves are enough, especially if he's doing it from different spots, like yeah. as they kind of travel in concentric circles. Um, this isn't like ends up getting like when he's when fire, shockwaves are on the, the camera, um, you know, fireballs are zipping in from like because he does like a 180 degree arc of fireballs, mm-hmm. which then you have like the weird, you know, how those travel over a sphere trying to predict where they go. Um, while also trying to maneuver him this is also where he does like the claw lunge mm-hmm. thing and it's really hard to bait him into doing the jump that you need to to complete the game versus that claw lunge that has very little wind up mm-hmm. um to it this is just like more hectic and more things than has ever been in a mario fight it feels like yeah it feels Especially uncharacteristic the last yeah 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 it's it, the pacing is too like it's too quick and hectic which is not a thing mm-hmm. for mario boss fights really or mario in general yeah you know it's pretty rare it's i mean it's it's a little weird right because you know the thing for mario has always been difficult or you know let's let's just say uh uh, challenging stages combined with bosses that are you know kind of non-issues you know Mm -hmm. or at least very predictable um, as far as it goes this has the the predictable down i think it kind of takes that takes that model and turns on its head where like the stages are still teaching you what you need to do well no it's it's really just turning it on its head for uh for the bowser stuff um, mm. like the actual kind of like bosses that are a part of the main levels, you know, that you're going to see, you know, a couple of times, 
those are fine. It is just this, I think, that really sticks out to me. Yeah. 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 I think so, too. Um, it just kind of feels like we had to have, you know, Bowser boss fights. <laughs> we had to have, uh, you know, this many of them. Like, it feels a little bit like they ran out of ideas in a bummery way. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is the point of the game. Like, there are some still galaxies I like from here on out. Mm-hmm. This is the point of the game where I was kind of ready for it to be done. Yeah, with uh, like the, 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 the engine the room and the in the garden. Yes. Like, engine room is where I first started getting some real bummer galaxies. I stopped finishing everything. I just kind of was, again, just ready for it to be done. It's a long game. Yeah. Um, you know, even if you are not doing all that extra stuff, it is a long game. So, yeah. still very good, but, like, I would have liked, a, like, an ending right around here, probably. Yeah. Or, um, or at least to have this extra stuff be uh, be extra. You know, yeah, like, exactly. Not be. I don't want to repeat things I've already done. Yeah, which happens. And you know, like, depending on how fastidious you've been about getting these stars, when Rosalina comes down and says, "Hey, this number that's beneath me, this to you know that this this is a countdown to when you can go get your you know b- beloved one, the yeah. b- betrothed, your precious you know, angel, milady. Yes, your your you know the the, the 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 essence of your existence or whatever. Um, you know, like depending on how big that number is, it can probably feel like a bit of a bummer." <laughs> oh yeah knowing like, that you're I, pretty far away from it yeah you can get to the point where it's like oh i need to do 16 of these you know or something <laughs> like that like you can feel pretty bad um you could also if you had been like kind of 100 percenting it you can get to this point and not have to do very much yeah you know and that like if at that point it kind of is like if you were already that you know that uh kind of vigilant and getting all the stars you're gonna want to do everything anyway mm-hmm you know, it kind of it, it allows you to skip things for people who don't want to skip them. <laughs> you know, it's a so it's again, there's still good stuff in here uh, yeah. that I that I like, but I do find the bummers start showing up here. Yeah. So uh, let's get into them. Um, so the Gold Leaf Galaxy, this is uh, kind of the autumn land that we would see in like later Mario Karts and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And its whole thing is, hey, there are more star bunnies now. Yeah. Yep. It's the origin of these guys. Yep. We finally found out where these guys came from. <laughs> um, this introduces the star bits, or the blue star bits, rather, uh, that you're going to have to get um, in order to create pole stars, essentially. Just more collecty things in a way that I just, I, I kind of don't kind of don't like especially in these big kind of scavenger hunt levels like i don't yeah that's kind of not what i'm in galaxy for yeah. yeah yeah me too i mean like the level is fun enough to explore like i'll explore it anyway yeah like they don't do a great job to my mind of incentivizing exploration which is the only possible you know purpose <laughs> right that i think it could have um and of course it ends with a rabbit chase yep at the end because like that's we you know, as for a game that's like this bursting with ideas, it's kind of amazing that they that's this big, you know, like you could have literally made this game not repeat ideas mm-hmm. and just had it be a little bit shorter. But you have this real sense of like there needs to be a lot of content here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I don't feel like so repetition can lead to like, OK, well, here's the core of the idea and we're going to introduce it to you and then we're going to make you iterate on it until it becomes kind of something different or we're going to mix and match. It never feels like they actually get to that synthesis with this it's like all of this stuff is kind of segregated off into its own little corner in a way that doesn't actually let it benefit from kind of marinating and cross-pollinating i agree yeah um yeah so uh cataquacks are introduced so this actually (laughs) is a new new thing yeah um these little weirdos yeah um 
they're uh they're, they're guys that you would see on the on the beach stage from uh, mario kart gamecube double dash there we go yes. like they're the, the the crazy ducks that whose head or the entire body um when you get near them they'll like launch you up into the sky yes um, so that ends up being kind of the mechanic here is moving from, uh, you know, managing these cataquacks, getting them to maneuver them into the correct position. You know, they kind of outrun you. If they hit you before you're in the right position, you'll just go up in the sky and come down. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to kind of lure them, clear paths for them, et cetera. Yeah. Um, I have no problem with the cataquacks. Nope. Cataquacks. This is fine. Yeah. I'm also fine with the next, uh, when it rains, it pours, um, which is a B center level with a lot of rain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> As we establish, water will turn you back into regular Mario, so you have to kind of like manage, you know, staying on top of clouds and also avoiding the uh, the jets of rain uh, that are that are going to DB you. Um, when you get to this, there's a boss for this level. Uh, <laughs> did you you don't have in the notes here, Cole? You know this guy's name is the Undergrunt Gunner. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, is Undergrunt. That his name? Yeah, Undergrunt Gunner. If the if the name isn't in the uh, in the title card for the level i probably didn't grab it the undergrunt yeah undergrunt oh man oh, yeah, that's a troubling collection of syllables yeah that's not a deed <laughs> i am i am most displeased yeah good, good night mr mario sir <laughs> yeah. um so yeah uh, so he's in the middle of this like kind of observation deck um and you go and you like click a little button that creates a platform to make it easy to jump up onto him right. and stomp on his head um this guy kind of becomes a regular enemy this guy's gonna keep showing up yeah 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 i, I i'm neutral on undergrunt I, I yeah i have a strict undergrunt stance but I, I would be neutral if he was called anything else <laughs> so i think yeah, he's fine yeah um so the sea slide galaxy is kind of a kind of halfway in between an exploration based level and a race kind of level um <laughs> specifically like you know this is another one of these gigantic rings of water in space um, that you, you know, you have the penguins. I always like when the penguins show up. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, there's this shark named Guppy who is uh, terrorizing. He's, Good. He's a real family guy looking motherfucker. Like, I hate the design <laughs> yeah. on this guy. It's not cute. He's got those, like, half stone Jim Brewer eyes <laughs> that I just want to, like, rip from his skull. <laughs> like, I don't know if you ever noticed how unpleasant Jim Brewer's eyes are, but, like, he he really looks like he shouldn't yeah. be gifted with them. And, it's, like, it's always, they're, they're always hidden under the goat hair. Yeah, yeah, the goat hair and just his, like, heavy, thick, perpetually stone lids. And that's what Guppy <laughs> looks like Yeah, to me in this. I dislike it quite a bit. Yeah, but it's not even a race against Guppy. You just have to, like, hit enough rings as he's going along. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, it's fine. It's like you get a shell. Yeah. So it's like, you're, you know, it's it's not a bad <laughs> little race. And guess what? There's um, a, there, there, there is an actual race, too, against these penguins. So, yay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um. Moving on to the uh, the Bonefin Galaxy, yeah, um, which is a uh, a boss fight galaxy. We haven't had like a just straight up boss fight galaxy. No, no, with this <laughs> dry bone style shark. Yeah, so like it's this it's the skeleton shark, um, which doesn't make any sense. And, you know, their 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 skeletons are made out of cartilage, Gary. Yeah, well, this one's not, I suppose. Uh, but it's like a it's it's an entire planet that is like an underwater um, kind of like shipwreck cavern. Um, yeah, anyway, um, good. Or, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Um, his name is King Finn. Uh, is his <laughs> actual official good. name? The Mario Wiki um, has the different names in different languages and their literal meaning. Okay. Uh, in Japanese, King Bone. Okay. Spanish, Skull Shark. Uh, French, Skeleton Shark, and Italian, Kingfish Bone. 
So. <laughs> I, I like Kingfish Bone. <laughs> I like Kingfish Bone too. I also like uh, King Bone. Mm. Like that's really kind of vague bone. for my taste. <laughs> kind of into it. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, but this is uh, I like it's cool because they'll like chase you around. Like this is like this is just a boss fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on the Seaside Galaxy, we didn't talk about the the fucking uh, scavenger hunt for the Silver Stars. Um, this is oh, an, yeah. interminable, an interminably long star that you have to get yeah. um, by kind of like swimming around. There are a couple of teleport points, but uh, not enough. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Toy Time Galaxy we move to next, mm-hmm. um, which I like actually quite a bit. Um, Spring Mario. Nobody likes Spring Mario. I'm not nope. super into Spring Mario either, but like the actual environment you hear is one of my favorites in the game. Oh yeah, it's so good. Um, yeah. Just these gigantic, uh, these gigantic robots and toys and stuff out in uh, out in outer space. Well, and the end of it's really fantastic too. Mm-hmm. Like you know, dismantling this gigantic toy robot <laughs> by by you know fucking with its screws. Yeah. Um, so this first like heavy heavy metal mecha bar- Bowser, <laughs> um, you know, kind of move through here. There's a lot of gravity changes. Um, spinning on these screws to unscrew them, which kind of changes the level. Mm-hmm. And then we're introduced to Spring Mario. Oh, man. Just, hey, Mario, you like controlling Mario, right? Yeah. Well, what if the, we, what if we tried something different? <laughs> it's the, the timing is exactly the same as the uh, the spring platforms in Mario 1, Ugh. where, like, if you time it perfectly, you'll get, like, a really good jump. But those are always, like, way too fiddly, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, if you just take that with you, you can do that whenever you want. Yeah, essentially. Um, <laughs> but moving around as Mario will just like bounce you in a way that yeah. you can't actually like. You'd be like, you might as well be trying to control a football. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, bouncing yeah. around the front yard. Yeah, not uh, you know nobody's favorite. Like I think nope. this is like roundly considered to be the worst Mario costume. Yeah. Um, you know, by most people, uh, this time around, like since I knew what to expect, like I had better luck with it. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't. It's not my favorite thing. Yeah, knowledge did not smooth this over for me. I was just pissed off the entire time yeah yeah um but yeah like you end up uh taking apart this big bowser to free uh gizmoids which you know little rick and morty mm-hmm. kind of guys um mario meets mario this kind of ends with one of these puzzle box kind of things where you are trying to uh um <laughs> collect these silver stars alongside a uh a sprite 8-bit mario that is made up of different uh tiles that will like disappear or rotate as you run over them yeah, and when we say rotate, they rotate, uh, you know, vertically. Right. So they don't just spin you around; they actually try to dump you off. Right. Um, I like this a lot because the uh, the ones that will spin have a refractory period where they'll become a platform again. Yeah. The ones that disappear are permanently gone, so you have mm-hmm. to kind of plan your route. Yeah. Through these, because uh, once you get to the final one, the actual star appears on your starting tile. Yeah. So you have to make whatever you do, you have to make it your way back to the first tile. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, your your starting tile is uh, kind of separated from the main bo- from the main, uh, main body by this very narrow kind of like walkway. So if you didn't leave yourself a uh, a path back, you're fucked. Yeah. I don't yeah. mind that. I just want to make sure that's there. Like it does require planning. Like this is a puzzle. Yes. Yeah. Um, bouncing down cake lane. <laughs> Which sounds like a fetish video for me yeah, to, for some absolutely. reason. Well, for you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I see here. Um, yeah. no, so you, uh, you you have to do these Spring Mario platform runs up to this uh, up to this cake, um, and boy, oh boy, is it terrible! Yeah, this um, is a lot of Spring Mario. Yeah. Um, and then the the end fight is just uh, Chunt Grundle or whatever his name is again. <laughs> it's like Chunt Grundle. Yeah, Chunt Grundle, the the mole mole soldier guy. 
remember that guy's name is. <laughs> so many unpleasant syllables, mole soldier. Yeah, yeah mole yeah. soldier, the chunk grundle. It's no good. <laughs> yeah. Um, milky silky mole soldier, the chunk grundle boy. <laughs> <laughs> so so this is this is a this is fucking horrible because you have to fight this uh the chunt grundle um the milky silky soldier boy um as spring mario um yeah. and uh you know his whole thing is like he's in this very narrow kind of uh like bubblegum dispenser kind of kind of looking machine um, and the target to actually kind of deactivate his top is very, very narrow. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bummer. Yeah. Um, I, I, I dislike it. Um, you also, when you get up to the top of that cake mm-hmm. to unlock him or whatever, um, you have to extinguish the five candles, which like one, please stop having puzzles and video games where it's light the five things or extinguish the five things. Like <laughs> I never want to do that again, but two, you do it by shaking. There's a toad that will tell you that, but there's lots of candles and toads next to him that don't tell you this. <laughs> I spent a lot of time on the top of this cake not knowing what I needed to do uh, before this happened. So pretty frustrating. I mean, it's still very whimsical and cute, like you're walking around on a cake, but yeah, just kind of annoying. <laughs> I'm just, and then uh, uh, as you are fighting the boss, uh, there's a gigantic face that looms over the stage and looks down and says, oh, it's buttercream. Yeah. Janice, can yep. you not get buttercream next time? For my yep. birthday, the joke is you're in an office and somebody isn't satisfied with the cake choices the secretary made. Yeah, Super Mario office <laughs> for for the 64 DD, like a little piece of software that nobody ever played. Um, so uh, Bowser Jr.'s lava reactor is like the smallest of the little boss things we've done so yeah. far. Um, um, and this doesn't even culminate with uh, Bowser Jr. Like this is just King Caliente again. Yeah, he's, he's sent his champion. Uh, who we've already <laughs> fought and it's, it's very similar to the last time we fought him. Yeah, there's almost nothing to it. Yep. Um, I like so I moving out of the gateway galaxy um, I understand there's a lot of affection for flying in Mario 64 um, it was hard for me to get into after the keep you know which I which I really love and I'm mm-hmm. on record of loving yeah. um, but this is like it was made for it's like oh so you don't like the, Mar- the flying in Mario 64 do you <laughs> well here try this little slice uh, because this the flying in Mario Galaxy somehow feels like way way worse yeah well I, like so flying when you're kind of pinned to this uh kind of tight orbit around a uh, a very small planet kind of mm-hmm. takes away a little bit of the joy of actually like soaring and feeling like you are not at the whim of this gravity and so what it's kind of leading to with the uh, shortcoming of the camera is it's incredibly easy to kind of like just uh lose your orientation to the planet and basically anything else think that you're on a line to go after you know these uh purple coins that you're expected to get and then just completely just like fly off in you know far enough away that correcting for it will like run down the time on your uh on your red star or whatever that gives you your uh yes yeah yeah there's no there's no time limit like you you can't fail this you know you just have a limited time but it's just very tedious Mm mm-hmm you know, uh, getting it and like they kind of frame it to you like, hey, go do this thing. You're going to get this cool power up whenever I show up. You're, you know, you're going to have the power to fly. Um, <laughs> it barely comes up. Right. You know, it's not like you get to go back through. Old, I mean, maybe you can go back to old levels. I didn't try it. Maybe there's, you know, new things for that. But I would be kind of surprised if there was like it just yeah. feels like pretty it's, rarely you get to do this. It's it's very closely associated with the purple um, with the with the purple coin uh, prankster comets. Yeah. Um, which I'm not crazy about. Yeah. Yeah. Me, me either. Nope. But this is Rosalina's home planet. And she explains like, Oh, I'm these things, mother. 
sometimes they turn into new planets or whatever. Yep. That's got to be a kick in the teeth. Mm. Yeah. Like, I, I raised you from birth, and <laughs> there you are. You became the fucking deep, dark galaxy. Yeah. Where did I go wrong? Exactly. Yeah. How did I fail you? <laughs> yeah. Um, anywho. Uh, moving on to uh, to that deep, dark galaxy. Um, so this is another beach level. Um, this, this is a real big bummer to me. Starts off with another fight against Grundle, Brundle, Grundle, right? Like the, the very beginning where he's in the middle of the, the sand. Am I thinking of the right one? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, actually, no, that is, uh, th- that is at the very, ah, fuck. I got this all mixed up. Yeah. The toads are on the beach, um, like on their vacation, um, mm. at some point here. I forget where it happens, but like, they like. Great, 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 Grundle Bubba is uh, is here and uh, kind of like wrecking up their shit. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, that's you know just again just starts off with a boss fight I've already done before. Yeah, you know like that that just that just very speaks of like very much speaks to me of like you know kind of running out of steam a little bit. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, this is a cool thing. Like it's the this is the uh, the haunted underwater section. You know there are booze yeah. here. Like it's a it's the shipwreck kind of stuff. The eels down at the bottom. You know, at this like mm-hmm. this underground lake where you get to the ghost ship, um, but again, it ends with a fight against Magic Koopa. So, like, it yeah. is just a bunch of stuff we've already done, and like the only the only wrinkle to Magic Koopa is that like occasionally, or the second half of the fight takes place on a smaller platform up in the crow's nest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, bubble blast off. Um, we use these bubble guns to get around uh, the galaxy here. Yeah. yeah. Um, um ends with this very confusing section where like you're <laughs> on this gigantic sphere that has a watermelon in the middle um and if you s- jump on tennis balls and send them down it will make the watermelon grow <laughs> yep. for some reason there, there, that's some katamari logic that doesn't feel i mean this is probably the mario game that's closest to katamari <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty yeah it's pretty weird it's it's a real um, non sequitur actually um yeah. and i dig it as a piece of goofiness and at least they explain it to you that that is what you're, that, that is what you're attempting to do yeah um but it uh it, yeah there it's it's incongruous i think yeah 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 agreed <laughs> and then the final star here is uh your another guppy chase again with like these kind of like tighter these tighter swim lines but as far as i can tell there's no there's no time limit and if there is, it's very generous. Yeah. Uh, the Dreadnought Galaxy, this is kind of like Battle Rock, um, except it is a gigantic um, like starship kind of thing that you're going over. Mm-hmm. Like the first the first step is infiltrating it. Um, this has a lot of like tricky platforming, um, especially with these wall jumping sections along these moving platforms. So like, it, you know, you're going to be hanging out over nothingness as, you know, these two parallel walls are carrying you along. Mm-hmm. And the theming is neat, but it doesn't actually contribute much to the overall play. It just kind of feels like, hey, here's some abstract platforming challenges set against this cool-ass spaceship. Yeah. yeah. And and to kind of like, you know, just this feeling like Battle Rock again, this literally <laughs> ends with another fight against the Top Man tribe. <laughs> like, I destroyed your galaxy. <laughs> yep. Well, now they're angry. They're they're homeless. I scrawled you. Like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> 
Did you know I was I've been playing multiple Marvel Ultimate Alliance with Brayton? Did you know that the Scrawl Homeworld is named Scrollos? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, our planet is called Humos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, as, a, as a Humosian, <laughs> uh, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I did not know that, but I know nothing about scrolls. Yeah, that's that's true. Mm. Scroll yeah. talk. <laughs> Scroll chat. Um, Melty Molten Galaxy is just the straight up um, lava stage, um, which just has a shitload of these uh, fire flower challenges. Yeah, <sighs> not not into it. <laughs> nope. Like um, this is. I mean, I stopped, I kind of stopped doing these. I did like the first one in all of these galaxies. Yeah, um, and then quit. The through the meteor storm um, stage in Melty Molten uh, is the one that takes you through to. Uh, Oh my gosh! That takes you through the golf section, just in the middle of it, for mm. no no real reason whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has the most egregious, like, "Hey, we're gonna tempt you with a one up." Um, and in reality, like, if you go for those, you're just gonna be caught in a loop. Um, you know, not really gaining from the one up, but just kind of like getting yourself into a situation and dying. Yep. Yeah. And this ends with a with a fight against the fiery dino piranha, like remember the dino piranha now it's on fire yep yeah um so that that's him yeah the uh, matter splatter galaxy lets us fuck around with a little bit more dark matter yeah this is real cool i like this a lot yeah, um, I like this too. and this also like there are spotlights that affect the gravity um as well yeah. like you have to you have to like run around in the light to kind of stay stuck to a wall yeah it kind of pins you down yeah which is that's really neat um i like that the platforming there yeah. Um, moving on to the final level of the game, like the last like mandatory level. Yes. Um, Bowser's Galaxy Reactor, which opens up once you have sixty stars. Um, you have Rosalina navigate there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and go through this last level that I again I, I found pretty frustrating. Um, <laughs> I, again, it sounds like I like this game. I kind of down on the last third of it. Yeah. Um, and this is part of it. Yeah. Um, partly because of checkpointing. Mm. Um, you know, because you start off, uh, you know, it's it's got those spotlights, which I like a lot. Um, you kind of move through this, uh, this area, you do a section with dark matter where mm-hmm. you kind of run and you jump and you, you do these, uh, this wall jumping with dark matter, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the checkpoint is right before that section hmm. where then you get to this bullet bill shooting gallery thing that I hate. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hate, 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 hate. Like the <laughs> idea here is that there are homing missiles and there are statues for you to hide behind, mm-hmm. um, as you have to kind of make your way through this tunnel. Um, all the platforms are spinning. It's very kind of cool looking. Yep. You know, it's like looking down a kaleidoscope. Um, but I just got hit a lot of times from off camera. You know, a bullet yep. bill like would be end up beeping. You know, it kind of tries to make up for it with sound. Mm-hmm. But the homing bullet bills, if you can't hide behind anything, there's not much you can actually do about it. <laughs> right. Like I would hear that beeping. I would jump and it would just kind of hit me in the foot, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. And then that knocks me into lava. And then I do that stupid Mario 3D Mario lava thing. Oh yeah, we're uh, that you yeah. you know I jump and then I end up in lava more, and this just took me like a thousand goddamn tries. Yeah, to get to the um, boss, and then by the time I got to the boss, I was like so frustrated. <laughs> the boss is a multi-phase boss that you also start at the beginning of all the phases every time. So, yep. really, really irritating to me. Yeah, um, I had trouble with the same run-up on the uh, on the homing missiles. Um, I got really, really good at uh, wall jumping along these platforms that disappear. <laughs> but that is the only good thing I can say about it. Um, yeah, like I love the approach to Bowser too. Like as the uh, as they as they fire at the steps as you run up and you can have these have these little diversions to get powered up before you get there. But like the actual boss fight, it's just more of what you've seen before. 
Mm. Yeah, it's it's literally just the same thing. Like, you know, Bowser just kind of like wraps himself in a boulder and rolls at you. So like that's a little bit new, but eventually it just turns into again like uh kind of using different stuff. So I guess it's not entirely different. Like you have the springy plants that you can knock into them um yeah. as he goes along, but like it is still Bowser on a tiny little planetoid and again, can you track the movement of something on a sphere? <laughs> And 12 different fireballs yeah. that shoot out at varying angles across that sphere. Yeah. Like, it's just, it just you know, it's just tuned in a way that I didn't feel like the controls supported. Right. You know, it's it's hectic on a level that Mario bosses have never been. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I'm getting hit from off camera. I never want to get hit from off camera. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, it just should never happen, you know? Um, and that's just, it's just part of that angle. It's like part of doing a game in 3d mm-hmm. means there's going to be, yeah. you don't have an omniscient viewpoint, Yep. you know, and that's and, what I wanted was a, a more, a more omniscient viewpoint. Yeah. I mean, um, and there's also like extra responsibility. So this game takes control of the camera away from you. And again, like 80 to 90% of the time, it's fine. Yeah. But like it's like, really, you know, really, I mean, more than fine. It's impressive as shit. Yeah. You know, it's like really, really, really awesome. Yeah. But when it's not like that, just when that interacts, interacts with like, some of the the difficulty spikes yeah. that happen in this, it, like it kind of yeah. ceases to work for me. It's it's not my fault that I'm not looking in the right place because you know the camera I, is not in my hands. Like it, I couldn't have done that better. They they kind of let you do a little bit of like moving the camera around with the D pad, uh, oh, but that, it almost like that, never that's works. Fucking useless. Like it, yeah, it exactly. Much, like like you know, like there would be times when I would want to rotate the camera. Like nah, nah. nope, look, you two doesn't feel like going that that way. Sorry. Yeah, yeah most of the time. Yeah. It's not sometimes. I, I would say like 80% of the time I tried to change the camera to get a better angle yeah. on something. Likito just said no. <laughs> you know, and it's like I get it because what they're trying to do is really difficult and they have to, you know, there are so many camera angles you can move it to that just wouldn't work. Yeah, like they you have know, to like, manage it. Like I, I get it. Yeah, but I would have liked to have just a little bit of subtle control would have made a big difference, you know, for that <laughs> kind of thing. and Or just for something like this, for this fight, uh, when Mario, when Bowser shoots off those like barrage of fireballs, camera zooms out to an overhead angle, mm-hmm. and then I'm dodging those rather than dodging those while also jumping over the beams and trying to maneuver Bowser into a place so I can actually do damage to him. Yeah, like, there's just not a like rest period to it. No, the you know it's it's too on the pacing is too on for this fight for me. Yeah, um, and they've you know they kind of, I feel like Mario games have always kind of struggled with bosses. Like they've never been like they're they're good here in general and mm-hmm. they teach a gameplay principle, but like I mean final bosses specifically. Yeah. Um it's like, you know, in Super Mario World, they teach you to uh you know to throw shells, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the two in the new Super Mario Brothers, they're like just platforming challenges usually. Yeah. yeah. Like it's like you've been platforming the whole game, here's just a big thing that's gonna chase you, run away from it. Yeah. Which I just I think kind of you know, none of those things are perfect and they've already done them with other bosses usually. Yeah. You know? I guess like Yoshi's Island would be the exception. Yeah, Yoshi's like, Island does a really good job of most of the things I'm complaining about in this game. Yoshi's Island does a better job of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like Yoshi's Island, I feel like has a real, a very direct <laughs> mode of interaction. Like, oh, the, this is going to be trick shots with you know just the the angle of egg throwing, like that. Yeah. Like that is something that just it, the the entire game is about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah anyway. Yeah. Um. So after this boss fight, like you know bowser is completely upset like you've denied him the ability to recreate the universe in his image with peach you know ruling at his side or you know sitting at his side um and he like flies into the star and makes it go supernova 
sucking literally everything inside of it as the Lumas rush in to kind of sate the uh, the star's hunger um, in order to make it turn into a black hole. And then it basically, Mario goes into a negative, like, non-existence, as Rosalina describes, oh, the Lumas, they will become new galaxies and new universes as basically your entire world is reborn again and now you're back in mushroom kingdom you know yeah with all your buddies and there's a little party level for you to kind of go through it's a, the you know you get to actually walk through the celebration do you i didn't get a chance to do that i thought that was the grand, that, the grand finale thing like after you get all the stars I, that's what i mean okay. i guess like yeah. you do eventually get to do that if you do everything yeah you get to do this little you actually get to see this level mm-hmm. um yeah, there's a bunch of challenge levels that open up. We really don't have to go through all these. <laughs> like, no, there, no, I... there's one outside of each of the domes that you, you know, there's like a, a star bit tax, you know, as yeah. you as you feed them. Yeah. Um. In general, like, I don't, I don't love them. Right. Um. You know, like they, uh, some of them, like some of the earlier ones that you do the the star bit, you know, for like some of them, they're they're kind of fun, but yeah. Um. You know, again. I didn't really play them this time around. I played um I've done all of the the regular stars the first time I played this game. Mm-hmm. I didn't do any of the challenge stars, but I did every actual star. Yeah. But this time around, I it wasn't even so much a time thing because I started playing this game a long time ago. It was more yeah. just kind of being done with it. Yeah. Um there's some other things too, like there's secret stars within within all these stages or most of these stages that we didn't talk about. Um or if we did, we didn't go into an awful lot of detail. Um also once you rescue Luigi, um he goes off and tries to find stars for you. Um, and mm-hmm. he will like send you a message and like, Oh no, I got myself stuck. And you have to go, um, like figure out where he was at and then pick the right star and go get him. That leads to sometimes you get green stars that will, if you get all three of them, open up these infamously difficult, um, kind of trial, uh, galaxies, which I didn't get to because of like some weird sequencing thing. I couldn't get one of the green stars, uh, to ever mm-hmm. show up. Um, but, uh, yeah, I didn't go for this most people dislike <laughs> from what i've seen online there's a lot of sentiment against the trials that you get from the green mm. stars i believe it yeah um yeah in general it was just kind of like more than enough game yep you know like i i had eaten like i'd been filled far past capacity with tasty star bits <laughs> um so yeah so like that's really it like again there's more stuff um princess peace sends you letters that will give you one-ups that you can kind of use to manage that um there are little hidden secrets in the kind of main level there's some extra little things we didn't cover mm-hmm. so it's not totally comprehensive but that's most of it yeah um, um I, this is this is so fucking impressive to me it's really really impressive yeah like this is this is one of the you know Again, they did such a great job for an idea that is really, really hard to even kind of conceptualize. Right. Coming away from it and being like, I really like this, but so many of these things didn't work. Mm-hmm. And playing the later series uh, where they, it's kind of a tighter focus on individual little just concepts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, this is a marvelous expression of something that I'm not totally sure. I mean, like, like. I, I mean, want to like, say it was it, worth it, doing, it but that's maybe like that's too harsh. It feels like they the zenith of it, right? Like it almost feels like they 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 kind of explored what they what they could have explored with with this model of 3D Mario play. Yes, yeah. And it feels almost like I mean, it's like it's like a dare, you know, like just like <laughs> hey, what if like you did a platformer where it's entirely on round like planets thrown gravity? <laughs> yeah, you know, it has that feeling to it, and like the fact that they succeeded at this level and the fact that the game is very fun mm-hmm. is is really a triumph. Yeah, it's just this like 
if you, you know, you put a gun to my head and tell me to choose a Mario, it's never going to be this one. Right. And it's like, I liked it a lot. I'm really glad I played it. Hey, for um, any series that has lasted for 30 years, I don't, I don't, you know, it's going to be hard to single that out. Like it's just, it's just, it's, I don't, I don't want to go back to it. Right. You know, I can't really imagine myself going back to this now. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of fun with it, you mm-hmm. know, but like I've compared, you know, I played Mario world like a dozen times and mm-hmm. I played Mario three, a dozen times. And I played, uh, you know, like those games like do have that timeless quality that this one does not for me. Mm. And it's, it makes me feel kind of petty where like when I say timeless quality, it's definitely a timeless game. Mm-hmm. I mean, something that I will come back to personally yeah. over and over. Um, and like the, the factors that lead to that, some of it really varies. Like some of it is just like my distaste for 3d platforming mm-hmm. when it is kind of those pure platforming things. And some of it is just really little, like the amount of time between levels, the amount of like time you spend just watching Mario fly through stuff, things yeah. like that. Those little things that do add up to kind of friction and drag yeah. on a series I associate with being really fast paced and, and kind of instant fun. Yeah. Like playing this made me so you can just like get Super Mario Galaxy 2 on the on the Wii U eShop. Like yeah. you, you can just get that. And on a month where I'm not, you know, <laughs> when we're not in the fall and I'm spending all of my game money on, you know, new ass games. Um, I, I definitely want to go for it because I remember liking Galaxy 2 an awful lot more for a lot of those reasons. Um, it's weird. Like the, the thing that disappoints me about this is it's so obvious for like the first two thirds of this, that they had, they had a lot of fun making this. There were just so many mm-hmm. ideas. There's kind of like, Oh, fuck it. Let's just go for it. Yeah. You know, like there's so much inventiveness and it feels like they, you know, like, like it really was just like a, like a lightning in the bottle kind of thing that just overstayed its welcome. I don't know if it was because of, in, you know, length and security or like, you know, well, we have to provide more like it just it just really extends beyond what i think what i think they were able to cover with the ideas that they had you know like in in a way like it like like the slavishness of that just kind of like sucks a little bit a little bit of that out of it you know because i'm remembering the later fights against the dino uh the dino piranha and not the first one that is delightful you know yeah it dilutes the experience and like part of it is you know we were talking about um in the discussion about Dragon Quest Seven around now, people were talking about the uh, insane length of that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the things they're saying is like it had been a long time between entries, mm-hmm. and you know fans were really clamoring for a new one. Like it was a long time between Mario Galaxy and Mario Sunshine. Yeah, you know, like there's a there's a decent chunk of time there. So like you do get this idea of that kind of old school thinking of dollar per time value. Yeah, you know maybe being at play here. Um, it makes it as like an artifact though. Like once that that's why the thing about like. <laughs> talking about that in relation to new games is so silly because the the cost thing is going to flux so much like every game if it's released on pc will eventually be effectively free so when you start thinking about just in terms of like you might want to wait but it doesn't actually impact the value because yeah. at, you know that being something that might be a selling point when this came out like hey it's 60 bucks and it's going to like there's so much play here yeah you know now even if again and it wasn't a factor of playing it on a deadline you know, it's like I started playing this a long time where I had plenty of time to play this game. Mm-hmm. Um, it just kind of becomes it diffuses it in a way that like I'm not into yeah. Bre- breaking news. Watch out for fireballs takes a firm stance. Dollars per hour is not the right metric to choose. Yeah. <laughs> and and games should be shorter. Yep. Like in general, like I like a shorter, tighter game that doesn't run out of ideas. Yeah. Than one that, you know, and it's so weird that they did run that it really does feel like you can feel them running out of ideas when. Mario Galaxy 2 is also similarly like packed with ideas. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard and it doesn't, it's not wall to wall hits. It's not like the lean, mean video game machine that I want it to be, mm-hmm. but it like, it has a lot more ideas 
like things that clearly like didn't get fit into Mario Galaxy one. Yeah. You know, um, that like probably could have been put here. It just that repetition of bosses and stuff and just is a weird and repetition of uh, stage concepts. It's just a really weird choice to me. Yeah. Um, doesn't ruin it for me. No, like, I'm really glad I played it. This is, you know, if I'm going to choose a like a this isn't like, you know, the probably like if you look at every Mario, like mainline Mario game, mm-hmm. like right in the middle for me. Yeah. Um, but it's still a Mario game. Like it's still really fun. Yeah. You know, like if at certain cross sections or vertical slices of this, like it is incredibly dense with moments of inspiration and delight in a way that feels rare outside of outside of Mario and like outside of something that is willing to be this kind of adventurous, you know? Yeah. It's just once you and, extend beyond that, once the edges start to get a little bit fuzzy, then it starts being just a little bit like, mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, it, it's, it's very good. Mm-hmm. Like it's very good. It's very pretty. You know, it's a great game. Yeah. It's just, uh, and if you've never, if you're listening to this, you never played it. Like one, this episode won't ruin it for you too. Like it's a, it's a must play <laughs> yeah. like, just to see the technical and the kind of like gameplay achievement mm-hmm. of how they did it. This is a mandatory play. Impressive. Um, for anybody. I remember listening to, um, even like listening to games for windows magazine radio, like GFW radio and them talking up Mario galaxy. And it was really weird to hear those like really <laughs> kind of classic PC and shooter guys yeah. talk about this game, but they're like, no, it's perfect. You know, it's like, it's an amazing <laughs> expression of, of ideas and everything like that. And I'm like, well, oh, it's really weird that these guys who have tastes that are generally closer to mine. Yeah. Um, and that stuff, not so much with the shooter, but with like the PC and RPGs and things. Um, being really into this and that's still true like it is still really impressive and fun to play just uh i don't know i i think I, part of this is a rose tinted glasses thing too uh where i came away from this like just being like when i was younger just being like that's fucking amazing yeah and then having it not live totally up to that is always going to feel a little bit bad yeah you know so yeah i don't know yeah. so we're Good. 10 years out from it i wonder how well this is going to age you know compared to compared to the other to the other stuff because i can i can sure as shit tell you it has already aged better than 64 and uh oh yeah sunshine right yeah absolutely like i don't i'm pretty much in the camp that like only the first half of mario 64 is good like after that i get pretty frustrated with it then yeah. does not feel like it's aged super well like super important really influential that's mm-hmm. nostalgia but like it did i don't think it aged that well yeah um i will be curious about this too i feel mm-hmm. like you know, the direction they're moving, moving in, like, I mean, they're moving in two directions. They have the new super Mario brothers, which are real nostalgia bait, real throwbacks, you know, just yeah. like throwbacks. And then the, uh, the land and world, uh, 3d games like that really, really tight laser focused, like diorama demonstrate an idea. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think that's, those will be remembered better. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong about that, but I think those yeah. are going to be the things that like, yeah, I end just, up being important. Yeah. I just, I think that, you know, in the, in the grander scheme of things, galaxy is probably going to have like a bigger footprint just because of exposure. Like so many more people have been exposed to galaxy than will ever be exposed to, you know, 3d world because yeah. like the Wii U didn't sell for shit. So yeah. like three, you know, if, 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 if I was a betting man and I didn't know anything about the markets between, you know, between these two, I would say that like, Oh, galaxy, that's totally like this bizarro thing that like is going to be kind of a niche entry is like, Oh, there it is. But I think it's going to go the other way around if I'm just speculating yeah. around it. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's an element of like how it's remembered based on just like the exposure, but then there's mm-hmm. also, you know, the, the kind of consensus or what have you too. Yeah. That's important. Like the people who are going to be, People who think about Mario games, like mm. will have probably played, you know, who do yeah, that, yeah, both of you these. know, in, in the grand scheme of things will have played both. 
Yeah. And at a certain point, you know, in 10 years, like people will be loading up their Wii U uh, emulators <laughs> on their computers and playing Mario World, yeah. Mario 3D World. So uh, I think that people will get a chance to play them both. Yeah. I think that like the weird, like the way that this will end up feeling like impressive, but maybe not as strong will have to do with like, you know, one, the fact that they did something really audacious, audacious and don't always hit it, which is really cool, but they don't always hit it. And then just those interface things that are not perfect. Like the waggle is not going to age well. Right. You know, not only can you never emulate it, but like it's just never going to. That's that felt bad a year after it came out. <laughs> you know, like that was always going to be something that you spend a lot of time doing. That's not very good. Yeah. And that's so I don't know. Like, again, I probably sound more down on it than I am. I'm just kind of sad. Yeah. Because uh, I really, <laughs> really loved it when it came out. And I. B Mario is my favorite, and I, I do really, really love it. But it's you'll, just you'll a always bit have B Mario. Like they never ran B Mario into the ground. It was such a rare no. treat. Yeah, he'll he'll never he'll never leave. <laughs> so a mild disappointment. Yeah, um, but still still really excited. Um, so we're still really uh, happy about it. What are we doing next time, Cole? Well, Gary, next time is going to be a broadcast of our live episode uh, about Punch Out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're you're really, gonna really have to you're gonna time. have to forgive some background noise on that one because. Uh, boy oh boy was that not an ideal um recording situation it will all listen to that and then even if you skip our extra episodes, you know because you don't uh, want to listen to listener responses um you should listen to the extra episode for that one because it's most of us it's mostly us recounting the weekend but we also explain like what the fuck was up with uh, <laughs> with that venue yeah um as a thing um i think it's a real fun episode yeah um, and yeah. then after that, we're going to be doing, uh, this is going to be our, uh, Halloween survival horror game, Resident Evil four rated yes. R, um, Ma- masterpiece class. Yeah. Like I'm so happy <laughs> with it. Uh, it has been frictionless so far and I'm like 16 hours in. So, yeah. um, or, or 16 as I, frictionless or, hours is hard. Or as I joked when we started recording halfway through. Yes. <laughs> uh, not quite true, but definitely feels like it as, uh, they are now just about to introduce the third, <laughs> third set of of biomes and enemies in this uh, thing. Uh, But it is, uh, I'm really looking forward to talking about it because this Mm -hmm. is a game I hadn't played since they re-released it on um, PS2. Like I dipped into the Wii version. I didn't play very much of it. Yeah, the Wii version Uh, is so good. It's, it's, I feel like it has to fundamentally change things so much though to make it like it's much easier to aim. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I wonder how that fucks with the difficulty curve, but Resident Evil 4 has this like crazy dynamic difficulty thing that Mm -hmm. like will compensate for that. It's, in many ways, I feel like it is pretty close to a perfect video game. Yeah. Not totally there, but it's kind of close. Yeah. Uh, so it is going to be really fun to talk about. Yeah. And keep in mind, I'm saying this right as they introduce Krauser. So it's possible <laughs> that like this will it will become a like the last third is garbage discussion <laughs> in the actual episode. Yeah. But like so far, I'm just like, man, God, is this like a perfect game? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, and we're not quite sure what we're doing after that. We are still trying to plan out our uh, kind of like late fall um, as we. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about what is kind of going on around PRG and, you know, Duckstream. Like, this is always an incredibly busy time for us, um, but there will be cool stuff. The live show about Pokemon is going to be in there. Um, again, it's not too late to book travel to Portland. Um, the time for our panel has changed. It is now on Sunday afternoon at one thirty. But yes. we're going to be talking about Pokemon Yellow, and we're going to have Pokemon Yellow set up at our booth, uh, trying to catch as many Pokemon as is possible. Yes. And that one thirty start time means that you can come to the meetup on Saturday night and get 
hella fucking drunk. Yeah. And not have to. And again, listen to that episode that's coming up. Uh, <laughs> but the uh, you can come do that and uh, you'll be fine. Yeah. Gary, so. uh, do you want me to, you know, I, I feel strangely paternal saying this. Do you want me to, do you want me to gar- get, like gauge you there? Like just kind of. No, no. Like, okay. I was fine by 1.30. <laughs> okay. Uh, in in austin i'll definitely be fine yeah. by 1 30 in portland yeah. and you're also going to be sleeping in your own bed and stuff like that that'll totally that'll i will help. get a good night's sleep um <laughs> and i live like pretty close to the, the place mm-hmm. i can walk there like it'll be in many ways it'll be a more ideal situation <laughs> but yeah um, uh you know w- watch uh you know our channels for details about that show for details about what we're covering uh the way you can kind of like get information i used to do those uh like news updates now it's a weekly newsletter uh, just go to uh, the website and sign up to that, and those come out on Fridays. Uh, and those always mm-hmm. include like the upcoming roster for stuff. Absolutely. Um, have we mentioned the Patreon yet? No, uh, we have not. <laughs> uh, Patreon.com forward slash DuckFeedTV. We're really close to our next milestone goal. Um, hit that up if you want to hear me and uh, noted guy, Jeremy Greer. <laughs> uh, noted, noted the worst, uh, Jeremy Greer, do a podcast about the X-Men animated series. Um kind of uh multiple episodes per per episode of our show so mm-hmm. it's not episode by episode but uh it's really fun um the first season of that is recorded and i would love to release those so yeah um i guess i'm holding them hostage <laughs> the <laughs> the uh but yeah go ahead and, and check that out and keep an eye out um you know on our announcements and everything because we're going to talk about that meetup we're going to talk about Duckstream. all of these things are going to be uh coming up in the future yeah so uh support us keep an eye out on us more stuff is coming um, I'm trying to think of other stuff and we've been recording for a while here and we still have kind of some miles to go before we sleep. Um, tune in to additional shows, um, on the network. It's a whole big thing. Monster, my podcast, Abject Suffering, all of that. There's a little bit of a shakeup with the hosting as I am trying to get to a more advantageous place. People probably, if you, if you're subscribed, saw some older episodes drop back onto the feed. Um, and you probably noticed that I'm not up- updating the SoundCloud for this show anymore. Uh, go to, it's like soundcloud.com slash DuckVTV if that's the only place you can listen to that. Um, I can't guarantee it'll be day and date, but like I want to have everything on there. It's just a whole big mess as I'm waiting for the hosting solution I want to use. But right now, yeah, things are just changing. And I thank you for your patience with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's probably about it. Uh, what should they watch out for, Cole? Um, they should watch out for Bowser for the 15th fucking time. Yeah, <laughs> keep watching out. <laughs> Watch out in increasingly uh, tedious configurations. Remain vigilant.